Obscenity Safe Space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love pleasure. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Hi. Welcome back after your week off. Oh, yeah. Hope it's glad to good to be back in the chair. Are you ready to talk? Well, I don't know. Are we going to get circumcision tonight? Are we going to get spanking tonight? What do we? I know that we have yes. a backlog of email questions, so we'll get to those at the end of the show. You never I didn't know see to, any circumcision stuff. No circumcision, really. Right. I think uh, I think we settled the debate on punitive circumcision. That right? That's where we're going with this. Yeah. Your kid misbehaves. Start snipping. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, if you are new to the show and you need the rules for how to participate, those are explained in the YouTube description. Uh, we will take callers in our randomized order, as always, and we will uh, take breaks every half hour to check up with Super Chat on YouTube, Tippy Stream, uh, Trovo, and D Live as well. And uh, as I mentioned, we'll take email questions at the end of the show, as we always do. We do have a little bit of a backlog this week after we missed the show last week. Uh, if you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live or you have, or you're having trouble getting in live, you can send us one of those email questions. Remember, the only way to do that is through the website. There is a form on the contact page, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact call in show question form. That's the one and only spot that we accept call in show questions. We'll get to those to close the show. Speaking of tippy stream, I'm trying to get into my tippy stream right now and it's not letting me. So. Uh, just be forewarned, I might have a tippy stream malfunction. I will do the best I can to get that working. But if you're a tippy stream person, uh, just heads up on that. Anyway, uh, anything else before we hop into the callers? Nope. All right. Uh, well, actually, we we need a second. Looks like Dangerous Spaces uh, is still finding one for us. So what do you want to talk about in the meantime? Oh, I don't know. Circumcision? I'm just joking. Uh, I, uh, I saw you. Had, you just posted an interview that I just posted on the uh, I did. audio um, platforms. I was on with uh, Edward Dutton. I almost forgot his name. My brain just does not work. Um, I was on with him, and we had a great a great discussion. It was lovely. And then uh, later in the week, I'm having Steve Franson. Actually, that's tomorrow. I'm having Steve Franson tomorrow. And then um, I'm having Laura Towler on Monday. Wow. You are, you're going hard. Back on YouTube yeah. with full force, I guess. I guess, yeah. All right. Uh, Red Falcor is up first. Red Falcor, you there? Good evening. How y'all doing? Uh, doing well. Good. How, are you? How are you? Good, good. Oh, was that blonde? She sounds so different. Are you she at was? your mom's house again? No, I'm home. Maybe the mic kind of input changed or something. Who knows? Oh, no. <sighs> it sounds fine to the stream, but as long as, long as you can hear her and she's clear, yeah? Yeah, yeah, okay. I can hear her. It's not a problem. Uh, you weren't on YouTube, right? You're on maybe another platform, but I couldn't find your link on YouTube. I wasn't listening uh, to the show up to this point. Is Me? it? You were talking trash. No, no, not blonde. Oh. Matt. Matt's video wasn't on YouTube. I didn't see it. Uh, you mean the live stream or what? The live stream. Yeah, I can't see it, but maybe the chat has other thoughts on um, that. Maybe I'm just crazy. Did it? Is it going to the wrong spot or something? Yeah, it is showing up uh, as... 
nobody there. What the hell? What? Yeah, I don't see it on your channel. Um. Okay. Well, oh, there you are. No, you're live now. I see it. Oh, so it is I up. See okay. it. I just couldn't see it a few minutes before the show. Okay, good, because you were freaking me out. I thought yeah, I was yeah. going to have to restart Sorry. or something. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you're usually up there well before, so that was confusing. Uh, okay. Guys, it is my, it, it's, it's my wife's 40th birthday today. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, happy birthday. So, so I have a little request. I'm wondering if you can sing happy birthday for her. And I have... This is what no, okay, no I have a specific. I have a specific. Oh, come on. You'll not, show your I, no. feet. No, I, I, don't, feet I, don't, I don't sing, dude. No, I, I also don't sing. Yeah, I'm out on this one. I will wish her a happy oh, birthday, though. Gosh. Okay. Well, thank you so much. That's the, that's all that she really needs. Um, so I appreciate it. Um, Blonde, I haven't talked to you in forever. Uh, yeah. Nice to talk to you again. You um, too. I don't really have a prepared topic tonight other than to say um, uh, that. Um, I have gotten some attention from the show uh, for the website, Stuttering with Confidence. I'm going to repeat that, stutteringwithconfidence.org. Uh, I've gotten some attention off the Discord server. I actually found a guy who lives like 20 minutes away from me <laughs> who is a stutterer uh, on the Discord server and found you, Matt, like three weeks ago. Wow, well, that's um, very wow. cool. I'm so, glad it's cool. worked out uh, yeah. from the... From the speech perspective and just from uh, for the show, you know, that's very cool. Thank very, you for that. Very serendipitous. Also, uh, Matt, I wanted to say I'm on kind of a similar journey as you with uh, God. Like, mm -hmm. I don't really believe in God. I don't really believe in a specific religious orientation, but I kind of want to. And mm -hmm. I'm do doing my best to look into it intellectually. And uh, I am interested in... Um, Blonde's uh, fascist Christian dictatorship. The more that we get into uh, the craziness that has occurred over the last uh, few, yeah. few, few years, um, well, but I, I did. Uh, I, I, the only thing I was no, going to add was, as Blonde has said to me, it's like if the world hasn't made it clear to you, you're going to have to accept tyranny of one form or another. Don't yeah. you want that's tyranny right. that's like at least a little connected to? <laughs> the facts and moral decency <laughs> that's right i, mean, I that's guess right. benevolent tyranny is does, better than whatever we have now if there's it, such a thing if that's not a contradiction in terms but yeah. you get what i'm saying it seems like you know people like you and i and blonde are of a of a substantially higher iq shall we say than the average uh, citizen of the united states to the point where it, it might be important to have some things uh <laughs> shoved down on them for their you own want, good you want I don't philosopher want to go quite kings, that far. but i don't want i don't want to, i don't <laughs> nominate myself for philosopher king yeah so maybe but uh but i i did actually uh because i have a buddy who's a pastor i asked him uh you know what should i do to prove god to myself and then he's like well you should ask god for something and i said isn't god uh, not a vending machine. Why should I do that? And they said, "Well, you know, as a matter of like establishing proof for yourself." Mm -hmm. And and uh, so I did that, and I I asked God for something very specific. Uh, I didn't get it at all, but that was the day that I uh, got got first in the roll call for the first time. Well, there you, in I'm a convinced. Long time. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> now that you're a believer. It. That I'm was the sign. <laughs> so I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I got for you guys. So uh, Thank have you, a good man. night. Yeah. Good to hear from you. Bye.
Okay, Gideon Hawk is up next. Gideon Hawk, you're good to go. Hey guys, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm I'm doing good. Glad I could get into the show really quick. <laughs> I was surprised. Yeah, thanks for calling. Connected to the waiting room. So, um, one of the things I wanted to talk about, I guess, in this day and age where it seems like all these people are, you know, put into groups, um, blacks, whites, you know, Nazis, Asian, Jews, and <laughs> one of the <laughs> Nazis and ethnicity now, <laughs> basically, well, is white yeah, and Nazi. I mean, <laughs> not even I'm not even talking ethnicity. I'm talking yeah, about yeah. any kind of sure. of group. You yeah. know, there's all these labels, I guess. And by the way, there are on. Jewish Nazis now, too. Those are not mutually exclusive categories not a thing. anymore. Well, it depends who you ask. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I so, don't I, I get where you're saying. <laughs> yeah, no. So and and I always look at it, it's like, why don't we just treat try to treat people more as individuals instead of trying to put a label on somebody? And I and I get trying to, you know, put somebody into a a, a I mean, I get it, but it, it just falls apart. Like, I mean, just treating, well, if you just go by color of the skin or mm -hmm. race, which if you look at it as being a, a Christian, it, it really isn't even a thing. It's just the amount of melanin that's in your skin. And it doesn't, even if it shouldn't, other than, you know, cultural ex experience, I guess, it doesn't affect the melanin itself, doesn't affect your brain, how your brain works, right? And how you think. Um, no. So looking at looking at somebody differently because just of the color of their skin and think you can say, oh, that person does this or, you know, I, I think that's kind of silly. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I blonde, you're you're probably chomping at the bit on this, but do you want to go first or I? Yeah. OK, so people, the way that we make sense of our world because we're processing just a near infinite amount of information on a on a daily basis, the way we biologically keep ourselves alive is to categorize people into groups to some degree. Now, that's not the failing that we should be trying to overcome. The failing we should be trying to overcome is not ever letting anybody get out of those groups. So I think that uh, widespread stereotyping is simply human nature, and it's helping all of I us agree. make better decisions about the way we view the world. Um, but like, if you have some Urkel friend or whatever, you got to stop treating him like he's going to rob you. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of a... You, I thought that maybe we would disagree on this a little bit more, but that is along the lines of what I'm thinking that, that your, your race or identity has no bearing on your rights as a human being, your natural rights and your rights that you should have before the law. That said, where the purest individualists lose me a little bit is when they get upset or in denial about the reality of some group data, group data don't erase an individual's rights and they don't erase your obligation to treat each person before you as an individual. Right. But there are group data in the world, and sometimes you do have to make group judgments. Now, we should be as careful about those as possible. But in the case of something like, say, uh, an immigration context, you do have to make a lot of group judgments in an immigration mm -hmm. context. I still would like to be as precise as possible, but sometimes you think of you think of um, you think of Trump's uh, immigration, uh, the so-called Muslim ban, right? Where right. we took a look at a variety of countries that have failing governments that we can't even figure out who the hell's coming from these places, and they're connected to a lot of radical Islamic terror. There probably are uh, a lot of a lot of good people in that group potentially, but you really only have group data. You got to yeah. use it in certain situations. So, 
if I had to summarize my perspective on this, individual rights and morals uh, or the morality surrounding that are not defined by group data. But I don't want to deny group data for the reality that they are either. Yeah, exactly. Are you still there? (laughs) Did we lose him? I'm sorry. I think so. Okay, Gideon Hawk, I'm, I'm, we must have uh, had a disconnection. I'm sorry about that. But thank you for the call and thank you for the thoughts. Appreciate it. Okay. Uh, okay. Adam, what's up next? What? I just did an apple cider vinegar treatment on my hair and it might just smell like a foot. <laughs> uh, Adam, you there? Hello. Yes, I'm here. What's on your mind? I wanted to know if you have ever talked with Ryan Dawson. I don't know the name, actually. Do you, Blaine? Uh, I do, but I've never never talked to him. I don't know very much about him. Um, he's a journalist. He generally covers uh, wars. He likes to talk about Syria right now and the Civil War. Mm. Um, okay. He's been covering the topic for many years. He's a peace advocate, and he's been deplatformed off of YouTube, unfortunately. Really? How recently? Very recently, like less than a month ago. Did they tell him why or what video or does he have any idea why? He has a pretty good idea as to why. Um, that being uh, being an actual anti-war advocate is not in line with what the system wants. So yeah. they got rid of him. Hmm. Okay. He has been deplatformed before, but he was able to get his channel back when he flew from Japan to Ireland to knock on the YouTube office door to ask them politely to give him his channel. Okay. Uh, what, okay. So w- what's the theory on why he was banned? Cause he just in general anti-war stance. Yeah. I'm guessing is probably, there had to be something even Susan, I don't think would, would strike down for that. Honest. Well, uh, he, I mean, he talks about the issues going on in Palestine and, uh-huh. That's uh, a, a topic that you're not allowed to really talk about a whole lot. Well, it depends on what perspective, I think, in a lot of scenarios. Well, he's pro-Palestinian, as in he doesn't want them to be uh, under subjugation. Okay. To be treated as a their own sovereign people rather than an open-air prison. Okay. And is, and that's the, the speculated reason why he's gone? Or that's just... Uh... That's as one of far his as I know, I mean, if you've talked to him, he'd probably be able to uh, enumerate as to why, but that's the basics on it. Hmm. He's, I'd say he'd fall into the same camp as you. He's uh, a Civ now. <laughs> why is that hilarious? I don't know. Do you take any issue with that? No, I think that values matter above all else, but the asterisk I'm I would put on that. I'm not throwing that out as a jab. It's yeah, but blonde, I'm talking about blonde. I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not taking a shot at you. I'm saying blonde is snickering. Because it's uh, a, it's for me, it's just a highly derogatory here, term. Here's what I would <laughs> here's what I would say on that. I'm yeah, just I using think, it as a descriptor, right? Like yeah. libertarian or uh, republican or something. Yeah, values and philosophy above all else. But I'm not so foolish as to be oblivious to or deny the reality that right. philosophies or values tend to flourish and struggle in certain parts of the world. That's just the reality of how this is going. So I'm not blind to that, but when I talk about what the ideal world would look like, yeah, I think that everybody would do better under 
a proper value structure and a proper philosophy. Well, you and Sticks, Hex, and Hammer can build your uh, Sivnat together, but back to Ryan Dawson and serious <laughs> stuff. Well, I guess he's in too. Anyway. Oh, he's a nice guy. Um, yeah. But uh, as far as the Syria thing, I've heard that Biden has been upping, uh, is it troops and bombings over there? Yeah. Uh, is there any sort of reason that the administration is giving for this happening? The Syrian strikes were supposedly uh, targeted at Iran-backed militia groups, right? That was the purported reasoning. I don't know. I, I don't follow that part of the world and, and Middle Eastern politics enough to be extremely confident in describing all that. But it that's, that news story also, also disappeared basically yeah. the day after it happened. It yeah, has it, nothing to do with Israel, though. That's the important thing. The take home everybody needs to take home. Nothing to do with Israel. Fair enough. I would have to uh, agree and magnify that. <laughs> Thank you for keeping us uh, on the air. Um, <laughs> anyway, final thought for me, man, if you want it. Um, try and see if you can talk with Ryan Dawson. He's pretty personable and he is awake whenever you need to talk to the guy. Uh, the guy's <laughs> sure. an insomniac. Oh, He's got bags under his eyes that go down to his knees. So. Poor guy. He All right. works very hard. Well, thanks for letting no. us know. Thank you. Talk to you soon. All Appreciate right. it. You have a good one. You God well. bless. Okay. Uh, uh, this is that name I can never pronounce. Yuz Han Vong. Hello again. What's in your hey. mind? Holy crap, Blonde does sound a lot different in the call than on the stream. Huh, interesting. I, I wonder if my mic input has changed. It probably got changed for the Discord, yeah. Shit. Eh, well, it's okay. I, I can still recognize the, your, your voice print, so to speak. It's whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> How you doing? Oh, I'm getting by, you know. Another day, another dollar, living the life, not trying not to die. Oh, yeah? Good job so yeah, far, I would just, say. <laughs> thanks appreciate it yeah just you know fiddling as rome coofs i think rome as a razor fist put it once did he that's funny okay yeah he, he said something once about fiddling as rome coofs that's a very modern uh description yeah yeah i i would say so i would say so so uh this question might be more for Blonde than Matt, but I'm sure, sure. Matt will have some uh, some input on it. So, Blonde. Um, I, sorry, I'm thinking through my words before I speak because I'm not great with words. Engineers, we're awful. <laughs> um, so, I, I'm a young guy, bit out of college. Uh, I'm an engineer, you know, um, and very very catholic um uh, judging by what i've heard you say in some interviews that I, I hear i think you go to an sspx church i also go to mass in latin i see icrsp not sspx but whatever um th the question is where where do like where do right-wing women tend to hang out because that's the <laughs> biggest problem i'm having um like, I think that everybody acts like there's some well of right-wing women that that they need to tap into. Right-wing women are made. 
They're created by you, the men in society. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't go to an SSPX church. They didn't. They didn't oh, want really? me. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, they wouldn't take my confession because I'm married to somebody that's secular, and so they were like, "You have to live as brother and sister for six months in separate bedrooms." And we were trying to have a baby, and I was like, mm, uh, "Yeah, sorry, we're out on this one." Oh. Like, okay, we can't do that. Um, so okay. I go to a post-Vatican II church uh, with all of the other heathens, and it's just going to have to work for me. Um, <clears throat> but right-wing women, like, I guess I know a lot of Catholic women that are unmarried, but not a ton. I mean, I think that, how old are you? Uh, a couple years out of college, mid twenties. Well, why don't you start courting a 16 year old? And then, <laughs> well, I mean, he's super Catholic. It's not like they're going to be banging. He wouldn't be doing anything illegal. Um, and then <laughs> like start red pilling her and then marry her when she's 20. Yeah, I, I think so high schools is a, the answer. High schools is the yeah. answer. You're killing me. Oh, my gosh. I'm yeah. also a thousand percent serious. I mean, <laughs> the jungle gym, the uh, the lunch table, you know? Oh, yeah. my gosh. You guys are just I was just look. listening to this true crime podcast about this couple and the chick was just a normal chick and she got convinced to like rape and murder her sister by the guy she was married to and if she was married to like a normal right-wing guy she would have filled the container that she was put in that way too maybe that's not the best example however my point being is that women tend to follow the men that lead them into hell or heaven but i think to his point at least if your experience is anything like mine a few years ago you at least need someone moldable and we are flooded with radicalized extremist pink haired lesbian but how did they get that way because they i know but, permitted it but how do we level. how do we mold them back from that they're malleable that's that how they ended up that way question. yeah Ugh. i mean i mean yeah, you, you could definitely recover some of these women i don't know there is there's an element of truth to what blonde's saying i think in that um moldability of people probably tends to go down as they advance in years mm -hmm. so to her point about the jungle gym you know not that i endorse that because i think my my mother once had some uh some very sage advice about this when there was i i was like probably 19 at the time and there's a 17 year old girl who was like who was acting very interested and my mom just looks at me and says run 17 <laughs> that's uh legal in most states not what, in my state what's um so when you say you're very catholic i that implies to me frequent church attendance yeah yeah okay and um, and, there, like and I, church has not uh, been productive for you that's sort of surprising so to me. so um i go to an icrsp oratory icrsp institute of christ king sovereign priest um mm -hmm. they they're very traditional like they're they're basically they're like the sspx the society of saint Pius the 10th except there are still they're in full communion with the holy see basically they say mass in latin and only in latin mm -hmm. which means that uh the basically all the women there are spoken for either they're like in high school or middle school or they're spoken for well uh i wish i had i wish i had better advice for you man i i struggled with the exact same problem 
three, four years ago. And I, I got lucky, but the only advice I can give you is just keep your eyes peeled and keep a positive attitude. Cause when I Nonsense. was nonsense, ping two is 12 years old. <laughs> she is. She, she's fake. She's not oh even real. Uh, I can say that for me, and I know this is, this isn't super specific, but for me, I had, when I had basically given up, that's when it worked out. So, you know, just, just put yourself in, it's, it's hard to say. Cause I would say, put yourself in social situations, make friends with a bunch of people, uh, be as friendly as possible, make new friends. But that's so difficult these days with all the lockdowns and all that crap. And yeah, it is the other thing when it, when all this opens back up, the thing I learned too, this isn't how it worked out for me, but don't assume that, uh, becoming more social or becoming more assertive in that way means that you are just cold approaching women all the time by making more male friends. You also increase your social connections. Sometimes that means that you have a way to get introduced to somebody else. So my, my strategy was just be more friendly, like just, just be more friendly with people in whatever activities you do, whatever social situations you're in, make an effort to be socially assertive, make connections, go to events, Again, when all this stuff gets normal, but just putting yourself out there and keeping your eyes peeled, I think of hopefully should eventually work out. I know that's not extremely specific, but it's the best I got. Yeah, it uh, these lockdowns certainly aren't uh, aren't helpful to that. But thank you for the advice. I, yeah. I really appreciate it. Good luck, man. Okay. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right. See you guys. What right. lockdowns? Kim is up next. Oh. Hey, girl. How are What's you guys doing? Room? We are in well. the dream. How about you? I'm doing well. Um, I'm right before Easter break, so that's just getting better. Mm. First off, congratulations, Matt. I want to say it in person. Oh, um, thank you. It's also awesome. very excited when I heard the news. So we appreciate I it. Thank you. Let's talk about um, indoctrination of children. Okay, good. <laughs> um, I'm a public school teacher. Ooh. And so how unprincipled is it is I support the indoctrination of children as long as it's you know what I consider the right ideas. Huh. Not unprincipled at all. Um, uh I guess okay, give me give me an example. Are you saying you're counter propagandizing? You are what's your strategy in this way? What's the way that you do it? I let students talk. I don't okay. um, shut down their ideas. So I had a class, um, not related to what I teach at all. I teach billing consumer science, just um, mm -hmm. home ec, basically. Mm -hmm. So practical oh, skills. That's still a thing. Um, that's fantastic. Yes. And it's actually in the district where I teach, it's a requirement to graduate. So it's awesome. Ah, wow. Um, yeah, really encouraging. And so it's, I live in a, like it's, it's a small town district. So it is mostly conservative. Um, I've seen more like Trump masks than I did BLM masks this fall. Hmm. Um, but there was at the end of my class, so they're having some free time to work and not talking about like voting. And I said, we should repeal the 19th amendment. <laughs> um, and, and they looked it up and they were like, what? I'm like, yeah, women are irrational. We shouldn't vote. <laughs> and, and, they, and then they went through like looking at the other amendments and they Wait, said, is, can I ask, is this a private school or a public school? The public school. You're not fired yet. Oh my God, yet? you were my favorite person alive. You didn't get Swinging reported or balls anything? on you. That is hilarious. 
You must well, be like, in like I, rural Kentucky or something. Gosh, <laughs> it is rural, but it's not Kentucky. Um, <laughs> I'm in Pennsylvania, but I, I think sometimes like, they don't know if I'm serious or not, and I just kind of roll with it. Yeah, it actually started last year because the history teacher said that he has this petition to repeal the night, like repeal women's suffrage. Yeah, to see how much like actually read the vocabulary because it sounds like it's a bad word, like suffering. Okay. And I said, oh yeah, I would sign it. Yeah. Um, and that's how it got started. So I, but then they said like repeal like, other amendments, and they had to also repeal the seventeenth. And they looked that one up, and then one of the kids asked, "How about the 13th? <laughs> and I just didn't Based. say anything. It's like well, let's not go there. <laughs> oh, too far. You found the one that's too far. Huh? <laughs> um, I I didn't. Well, I I I think all I said was. Abraham Lincoln had different ideas about how to fix slavery than what we did. I think that's, that's all I left it at. Well, this um, doesn't this doesn't sound to me like indoctrination. One of my favorite <laughs> professors in school would just pose what sound like extremist views or opinions and force us to challenge them or force us to explain them or just just uh, argue against or in favor of it. Wasn't that he endorsed the ideas? necessarily it's just you you got to be quick on your feet and you got to be sharp and you got to know what you're arguing and know what you're talking about it sounds like you're kind of just tossing ideas at them to consider rather than telling them what to believe unless i'm mistaken yeah i, I don't yeah i try not to tell them what to believe i just also like let them talk so like yeah. at the end of that class then it came into the discussion of hitler and they would <laughs> say like hitler was a good leader um, okay. and <laughs> How is this I, home ec? Not that I, I think you sound like a fun wasn't. teacher. This but is like, completely unrelated to my subject. Okay. It was, they had independent work time and yeah. they were finished with their work. And so they were talking and I didn't care. Um, plus I enjoyed listening to the conversations. Yeah. So what is this magical they were town? Ta- don't tell us. Don't tell us. Hmm. <laughs> I yeah, you'll probably get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. You're going to totally oh. get fired or, or I don't know, promoted. <laughs> I don't know. I, I want to move there. The live oh, chat wants so to know were, if you're married. <laughs> what was that the live chat wants to know if you're married are, are you a single woman i i am single yes <laughs> now you've gone and done it hear that shoot me an email all people <laughs> okay uh closing uh, is it, yeah, see, to I'll, me that I'll doesn't sound i fully support what you're talking i don't know if it's relevant to home ec or whatever your job is Who but, cares? It, but tossing ideas at kids to consider and and battle against that's not that's not propagandizing or indoctrination that's sharpening minds so i'm fully on board with what you're talking about it's fine if it is uh right on bitch that's awesome the end of the class class, and they were talking about you know whether hitler was a good leader or not yeah and i was like well you can't deny that he was an effective leader um (laughs) you know whether or not we agree what he wanted to do or the means which he accomplished that like we're not going to get into that because class was almost over and then they left. I told them, like, this does not leave this classroom. Like, I'm a little worried about it getting out. You well, haven't had a single talking to yet? Nobody has knocked on well, your door? Well, kids don't follow directions. Um, so one of them was, like, went to this next period class and yeah. said, you know, well, FCS got political today. And apparently that erupted into their class because they had already had the discussion of whether or not <laughs> Hitler was evil or good. And wow. there was a student there who's psychotic and she freaked out and had breakdown and, and all that oh. so then at the end of that class period that teacher came to my classroom and was like so were you talking politics and i'm like yes but i could explain the context that i was letting them talk about like effective versus good and so she understood the context yeah or 
and she she was okay with it, but she's like, just tell them not to talk about it because it's like, yeah, yeah, I told them that. So I told the student, I had to pull the student and say like, hey, like I said, don't leave the classroom. It was, you were having a civil conversation. It was fine, but it can be taken out of context and people might get offended. They don't get to get offended well, or not. But, but that's like, great. Even if the ideas are outrageous, uh, people yeah. should be able to confront outrageous ideas and handle them in a civil, rational way instead of just becoming offended and, and crying about it. Yeah. And so, so it's just, it's always kind of a white pill when I like see these teenagers who are between the ages like 14 and 18 like you know having these conversations or being willing to like look at like look for the truth and mm. yeah so i've had some really good conversations because i'll call in again later and tell you some more stories um about like we were talking recently like the hollow de Moor, and these kids had no idea what it was and it was like oh well, like let me tell you um and so it's it's fun i i enjoy it and hopefully yeah some, some of the kids are give me hope for the future some of them. Don't lose your job. Them. You're doing important work. Real quick before we let you go, how long have you been teaching? Um, I am only in my second year in this position. Okay. And I've been uh, teaching. I was a sub for a year before. So yeah. only three years in. How right. far right. out of college are you? Three years. I graduated in 18, 2018. All right. That should answer your question, live chat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> thank you for uh, Thank you for the call. And good luck with the yeah. teaching strategy. Thank you. It was great talking with you. Have a you as well. Day. Appreciate it. You too. Okay. <laughs> we are due for that. a break. I don't know I'm if uh, I'm still trying to get tippy stream to go and it doesn't want to. So uh, if you can handle a couple of YouTube super chats, I can see if I can get tippy stream going, but uh, we might says, be out on that one. Something went wrong. Ah, oh, crap. You, went wrong. you can't get into super chat either. I cannot. Okay. Ugh. Let me try and do this all over again. Uh, I can I can open up. Uh, Why is everything so difficult? <laughs> it's very professional production. Uh, over on D Live, we got ETC donating lemons. Uh, all my heroes wear black donating lemons. Uh, FRK nineteen fifty nine. Appreciate it. Thank you for that, I Captain Chat. Deus Ex Machina Prime. Mactos. Thank you guys. Uh, Darth right. Jones says Bravo. Well, thank you, Darth. Appreciate it. And he cast a Fool's Day spell. That's right. Be on alert tomorrow. Everyone's going to be trying to fool you, but not today. Oh, that would be yeah. premature. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you for that. Um, I can get YouTube open. We can go from there. Holden Mulray says, Hi, Truth Seekers. I usually avoid the uh, call-ins regarding circumcision. Do proponents ever argue it's necessary for Christians? Pending your answer, I may have a follow-up comment question. God bless you both. I can't I can't represent the Christian perspective. Yeah, um, I've heard people say that it's biblically indicated, but it's clearly not. It's biblically contraindicated, if anything. Um, but I do get, get that argument from people. It's like if you're a Christian and you're not Jewish, why why on earth would you circumcise your kid? Is your mic auto adjusting? It's like dipping out for me. Could you know. check on that for me in Zoom? Just see if it's auto adjusting. Okay. Appreciate it. Um, Eric Burns Marsh says uh, Montana Senator Steve Daines complains that Montana meth cooks are suffering because of high quality Mexican imports. Do we need tariffs, or should, uh, or should we, uh, or should Big Sky Meth providers learn to code? Did he? There's no way he actually said that. Montana meth cooks are suffering because of the Mexican competition. I've not. I know he's uh, talking about meth and stuff um, frequently, 
But he's talking about meth frequently. Well, we have a meth problem in this state, so it's uh, an issue that's discussed. I would be surprised if he said, though, we got to we got to stop the Mexican imports because they're putting the Montana meth cooks out of business. <laughs> I don't know if he said that. Let me see. Um, let's see. Black Magic. Uh, good OJ reference in your video today, Skag. It made me think of something. I have a, I have it on good authority that OJ did Building 7. Do you get it yet? Because he's the juice. Um, I don't actually. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, then now I got it. It's I, not uh, automatically adjusted. Okay. Thank you. I don't know what was going on. Like, well, I, Let me see if I can. It was making your mic go crazy low. Anyway, uh, I sh- that one got past me. I didn't. <laughs> it's the juice. The juice. juice. God, dude. Okay. You know, uh, Lizzo has a song, Blame It on the Juice. Does she really? The juice. Yeah, She's I know. talking about her giant ass. <laughs> Is it just juice that did that? Seems like there's probably additional factors. Jews may have had something to do with this. Too. <laughs> Don't, oh, always. That's definitely, definitely behind that one. <laughs> the well of right wing women says we're hiding from all you simpy dorks. Yeah, maybe <laughs> Mark LaFlame uh, says fantastic piece today on the problems in journalism. You hit on uh, so many nails on the head. It's truly dazzling. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, I, I was talking about the, the, the video I posted today was talking about USA Today. They, they ran a whole piece on Sunday uh, going after capital rioter defense funds. And huh. narking on them basically and getting them deleted. That's and weak. and then when the 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 chick who wrote it got called out, she of course cried harassment. Glenn Greenwald called her out and she oh, I'm the victim of a misogynist troll campaign. You know how it goes. Like yeah. you, you literally wrote a Sunday article harassing people out of their income, harassing <laughs> free exchanges off the internet. And then you complain the second someone's like, ah, I don't that, that's not cool. You shouldn't do that. Oh, harassment, misogyny. Yeah. Sounds about right. Uh, Black Magic says, how much for the base teacher's phone number? Well, I don't want to put her on the spot because I don't know if she joined for that reason. But uh, I suppose if she's interested in any matchmaking, she can get in touch with us. We don't have her phone number. Who do you think we are? No. But uh, if she's interested in meeting people, I'm sure we can make arrangements. Okay. I'm just going to set her up with Catboy Cammy. (laughs) Can you... Do me a favor real quick and just try to load up tippystream.com. It's it's the most not only is it an annoying name, but the spelling is annoying. It's T-I-P three E's stream.com. Did I get banned from Tippy Stream or like it says wait, it's T-I-P-O three E's. Yeah. My bad. Hold on. T-I-P-E-E-E. Ugh, so annoying. Like the page won't even load up for me. Unfortunately, I think we're just going to have to abandon ship on tippy streams and I can't even get it to load. It's a big black screen. Yeah, that's all I got. Nothing so, is coming up. Yeah. Okay. So that tells me it's probably not just my account. Something is going on with their service. So I apologize if you have uh, sent in a chat on tippy stream. We might have to abandon those for the night, but I will keep trying when we come back to chat. Anyway, let's get back to the calls. El Vaquero is up next. El Vaquero, you there? Good evening. How are the two of you doing? Hello. We are well. How are you? I'm doing fine. So, you know how, well, I'm going to break character today because you know how I normally call in with some like uber black pill. Yes. Although I do like those. Yeah, I know, but I'm going to give blonde a break and she always like, thank you. Yeah. 
So, you, I mean, both of you would kind of consider yourself preppers. I mean, not not like doomsday preppers, but you like to have some stuff, I assume, right? Something between yeah. Normie and actually on the show, yeah. Somewhere in there. Yeah, so in that vein, I'm I'm getting my garden started this year. I mean, I've gardened for years, but I'm trying a few new things this year. I'm trying a living mulch to keep the soil covered, and I'm starting with um, clover, and then I'm going to start adding perennial herbs and things like that that I can mow down and just plant straight into. I'm not sure how much gardening you two do. Almost none, but it's a skill mm-hmm. I would like to have. Yeah, my garden, uh, my dogs have started taking dumps in it, so I don't need out of it anymore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, dogs Dogs are good at destroying gardens if you let them. Um, it's terrible. Yeah, and it's, well, I mean, so I save a lot of my own seed, too. So when I save this year, do you want me to send the two of you anything? Yes, that would be yes. awesome. Uh... All right, what? I guess there is a shortage going on, right? Like, isn't it hard to buy now? Isn't because everybody's doing this? I haven't um, tried to buy gardening supplies or seeds or anything. There was last year. Um, the couple of times I've been in the nursery this year, there was plenty of stuff. I even found uh, poppy seeds at the nursery this year, just the other day, like the legit opium poppy seeds. Wow. <laughs> I was like, huh. Um, I but I'm no, I mean, do heroin now. That's, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's legal to have the seeds growing. The plants is a legal gray area, but as soon as you start like doing any scoring of the pods or anything like that, you're asking for 10 years in prison. Wow. Oh, um, wow. But it's legal to have the seeds. So I mean, this is a uh, poppy seeds you put on a bread roll. This is a probably an idiot question, but I am not a gardener. So uh, we don't we don't have a garden right now. It's one of the things I'd like to build maybe in the coming years. But do seeds have a shelf life? Yes, they do. Hmm. Um, so I had some four-year-old uh, wild lettuce seeds that I couldn't get to germinate this year. Um, what do you think, like two to three years we can probably keep it, these? It depends on the seed. Um like lettuce doesn't have a long shelf life. Onions don't have a long shelf life. Uh, I knew a guy. I, I still want to. I wish I could get a hold of him. He had some like five hundred year old cave bean that he was given to see if he could get it to start, and he actually got some of them to germinate. So now he's wow. Re- yeah. So it just depends on the seed. Um, corn lasts a long time. In fact, I could send you some of my corn because I just got all sorts of different kinds of. Uh, it's not sweet corn all sorts of different colors of corn and let it interbreed like promiscuously and just whatever survives is what I get. And it's, I'm starting to get like oranges and pink kernels. Now it's kind of cool. Cool. That's fantastic. I mean, I'll take whatever you can part with, but I am in hardiness zone three. Okay. Um, so, so, that, so I can't grow corn. Surely. You actually, so you could probably grow painted mountain corn. Really? Yes. Look up painted mountain. Um, it's grown in the mountains at like seven thousand feet altitude. So we're at twenty six hundred. We might not be at. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll take whatever I can part with, or whatever you can part with, and then um, if you just want to message me. Uh, actually, I'm in zone six A. 
now that oh. I'm looking at it. Yeah, and then yeah. so like I'm growing a bunch of tobacco this year too. If you want some tobacco seed. I mean, if shit yes. hits the fan, it's a good thing to trade. <laughs> I suppose I might as well. Uh, I might as well pick up smoking when the world goes to hell. <laughs> I'm going to pick up smoking. Yeah. yeah. My mom's well, going mean, to text I, me angrily in five seconds. Yeah. Well, I, I do smoke a pipe, so it makes a yeah. little more sense for me. Well, I, but, I appreciate uh, it, man. I tell you what, why don't um when when you have had your fill of your seed supply or or your uh, your gardening efforts why don't you send me an email and uh we can talk and uh maybe i'll maybe i'll get into it uh later down the road all right it's just it takes a long time takes longer to learn than than a lot of people think so if you're planning on gardening as a prep start now that's probably a good summer thing to learn i suppose um yeah 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 but gardening and and medical skills those are those are my uh, top uh priorities yeah, yeah. But I'll go ahead and get out of your hair and let somebody else come on. But Blonde, I do think you and I need to start a company and we'll we'll design a tracked vehicle with a steam catapult. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, are we we'll are we talking the, like a killdozer modified with a, some kind of launching mechanism? No, more lightweight and more mobile. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, Thank just you, for man. standard deportations. You're welcome. <laughs> have, have a good night. Bye. Uh, vehicle modification that's a good apocalypse <laughs> skill <laughs> gannon gannon you're up next oh and uh, real quick uh i do have tippy stream back so i see a couple people are over on tippy stream we'll get to those next break appreciate your patience guys but if you're a tippy stream person it's back online now so i still can't get into super chat what is happening uh we will we can f- make a note uh we should figure that out before sunday obviously Um, anyway, Gannon, what's on your mind? Hey. How hey. you doing? Can you hear me all right? Uh, yeah. Yes, sir. Cool. So I'm just calling in to briefly contribute to uh, the topic of homeschooling. Sure. Which has been obviously mentioned a little bit lately. Um, I was pleased to hear your wife's views on the subject last week as well, Matt. That was um, pretty encouraging. Uh, um, yeah. But I'm ringing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, I've got a bit of experience in this subject, so I thought I'd almost feel a little bit negligent, negligent if I didn't weigh in on it. Okay. So um, so just quickly, um, many years ago before we had our first child, my wife told me that she wanted to homeschool. Concept was pretty new to me at the time. I'd been educated in the state system, standard K to 12. My wife also, same situation, not homeschooled. So didn't really think about it too much until our first child was born and the topic came up again and I do remember having quite a few reservations about it at first it was all the usual concerns about you know kids potentially turning out poorly socialized or weird or sure some such thing um the the usual sort of concerns I guess um we also didn't know anyone who had done it either so that was a little bit of a, a mystery anyway we decided to give it a go see how it went uh We've now been, and when I say we, I actually mean my wife. Uh, so we've been homeschooling continuously now for the past about 18 years or so. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, quite a few kids later. Yeah, well, well, my wife has. I, I sort of, I play a supervisory role. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> I do get involved a little bit um, in some of the subjects, but not to the extent that my wife does. So quite a few kids later, um, 
we've actually got seven kids. Uh, I can wow. honestly say that we have like we have seriously no regrets whatsoever. I couldn't imagine doing it any other way. Um, you know, when you talk to people, Matt, as you said the other day, I think you were talking to your solicitor or something like that and, and the socialization yeah. question came up, which always does. Everyone says that every single time without fail. Um, I can say that in my experience, it has not been an issue at all. I mean, it helps if you've got a few kids, of course. They, they you know, they all hang out with, with each, each other. other but yeah. yeah, but it's seriously not an issue. Um what is often an issue, though, as well, is the standard system where you're putting all six year, you know, year sixes or, or year sevens or whatever all in the same group, and you're really stratifying it in the traditional school environment. So that that's not necessarily great socialisation either. It's understood to be, but it's not really that great either. It's sort of it's kind of like the old traditional schoolhouse. I think you mentioned it a while back, um, Rebecca, where you were talking about it was a bit better with the K to six schoolhouse yeah. where all the kids age groups are, and I think that's sort of true I can imagine a situation where if homeschooling was the norm and then someone came up with the idea of why don't we grab all of our 12 year olds and all of our 13 year olds and put them all in the same class um, someone would say well what about the socialization what's that going to do to them they're yeah. all going to be like thinking you know so um, the thing with it though um, it's also about the home so what it's I would about say the about what? Um, the home Oh, the home. the home. So when we talk about homeschooling, um, it's also about the home. So what it actually does is you get a really very close-knit family unit when you homeschool because the, the wife stays home, she runs the home, she schools the kids, and you end up with a totally different sort of family dynamic. It's it's very tight-knit. It's it's not as common these days, of course, but it used to be very standard that that was, that was the way you ran your home, and it works really well. Like I, I can't recommend it highly enough naturally it's not easy but i mean what is mm. um the other good thing about it is academic education uh i believe is um has the potential to be uh quite superior because what you can do is if the kids are struggling with a certain area you can focus in on that slow everything down and sort that one problem out which you can't do in a traditional setting and you mm. can also focus in on the kids specific interests um and and whatever they're interested in you can really promote that uh, and lastly as well i would say that it really forms the child as a person so what you what i mean here is character training development in christian faith and virtue more generally hmm. so a lot of school settings don't naturally do that very well hmm. but that's probably one of the biggest aspects of homeschooling it comes down to um, character formation so yeah. uh, you don't have to be a teacher my wife is not a teacher Anyone can do it. Um, well, I mean, people that aren't going around. to vaccinate their children are going to have no choice. So coronavirus may be the best thing that's ever happened <laughs> in this country at the end of the day. <laughs> it's going to take a little while to get there, but maybe we are on the path. <laughs> I, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, yeah, As is, I've been saying, like uh, the, the public schools around here and throughout, across the country have been doing a great job of pushing me away. But I appreciate yeah. making a, a, an affirmative case and explaining not just why the alternative is bad, but why that is a, a great option, regardless of what the alternative is. Yep. Appreciate it. And I can say it with 100% experience. I'm not just, you know, this is not a theoretical yeah. argument. So, well, seven of them is quite a run. So. Yeah, good Lastly, job. if you do want to consider it, <laughs> good job for my wife, I guess. Yeah. If you um, do want to consider homeschooling anyone out there and you're hesitant, I'd say just give it a go for a year. You yeah. don't have to commit like for 12 years. Just try a year, 
and see how it goes. Sure. That's, that's what I'd say. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, no worries. Talk soon. See ya. Every night or day, whatever it is in Australia, you know, I, I always forget. Egrin uh, uh, up next. Egrin, you there? Uh, good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> how drunk are you? Uh, I'm sleepy drunk, so that, that's the equivalent of that. <laughs> What's on right, your mind? Uh, do you think the states splitting up or seceding would help or improve our current issues that we're having right now? I've been told I should not speak about this. What? I have. I can use the term balkanization, but no secession talk. Okay. I If you're not supposed to talk about it, I won't inquire anymore. Uh, okay. If there was a split, uh, would it be of net benefit or not? Well, I, I think the only way it is of net benefit is if there is actually an agreement to leave us the hell alone and that is it's never done. gonna happen you think they're yeah. gonna abide by an agreement well that's that's why i'm pessimistic about this sort yeah. of thing like these people we we know they don't respect national boundaries because look at our southern national boundary it, it means nothing even if we had a different line in the center of the country or somewhere else are they going to allow us to live life as we choose in our own place i just i highly doubt it i think that uh, this is a, a worldview that is is so self-righteous and so pure and in, in its own belief of moral superiority, they won't let other people live yeah. the lives that they choose. So, Okay. Question two. Yeah. Do you trade uh, with materials uh, re- uh, besides the dollar? Do you trade in material goods? Do De- I actively do that? Depends on your definition of material goods. I'll make purchases in crypto from time to time, but are you talking like like silver or something it, i it's a general term i get it um but like immaterial goods uh for example one pound of salt for like a rack of lamb or something uh, uh no <laughs> i have done that before yeah okay is there is there a where do i guess i'd have to just befriend the local butcher or something and be like all right you want to barter or what you want to work for trade how do you how do you actually engage in that sort of thing? I my house sit for ammo. That's a good okay. deal. Uh, statement one: I would say there are some people that even George B. Peterson has stated, and a colleague of mine who is a PhD in physicist, uh, aka someone. Uh, there are some people you can't change, and I hmm. would, in regards of the Fong thing, finding girls, it's a numbers game. You gotta find people and just go with that. Um, yeah, you got to create opportunity, which is easier said than done these days, but you gotta I would find say ways. it's, it's in a sense, you have to create your own job. Yeah. And, and regardless of what hell, whatever hellish job you have right now, it's just going to be the same as if you were trying to create your own job. Yep. Yeah. I agree. So I, can, I can at least encourage people, please, please, please try to find a way to create your own job. Because uh, then you can find a way to build your own company, and then you will be the duke of your own company and say, "Fuck this mask." <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, statement two. Um, Very organized, I like that. I would say our economy-wise, um, with the whole teacher unions, I would say 
the, those need to discontinue. Mm. Um, I, I don't see any benefit, net benefits. I do. I encourage people to have teachers. If if you, a parent, are not able to teach, do find someone that is able to teach. That is at least, we can all at least agree on that. Like, just find someone that can actually help help you out. Yeah. Because I, I find it funny that there was one teacher that basically live streamed their little case of, oh, yeah, we're a bunch of babysitters. Good. That I don't need to hire yeah. you no more. Well, at best, public employee unions are a corrupt relationship uh, at the taxpayer's expense. At worst, you're talking about borderline extortion schemes now with, the, with these teachers unions demands to go back to work. I say this as someone who is not anti-union in a private setting, a private sector setting where employees want to organize and bargain with their employer on voluntary terms of membership, at least. But in the public sector like this, where they have a corrupt relationship with their bosses who are the politicians and it's all paid for on the taxpayer dime, uh, that is uh, this is a situation that is going to bankrupt us all and not going to educate our kids either. The whole thing is a disaster. Uh, another thing is, I would strongly encourage people to just, whenever you go to work, just bring a notepad, bring a pen, do some accounting, because you can really make a lot of changes. Right now, I pro I make about 42000 a year, and I need to make a lot of calculations on how much I can really live off of. Hmm. If you do sit down and do a budget scheme... And figure out what your bills are, you know, what your liabilities are, what your income is, and how much you're willing to spend for, uh, you know, fun money. Uh, yeah, that's, that's great advice for anybody. And speaking of things you don't necessarily learn in school, I didn't learn a lot of that in school. Practical skills. They did have us balance a checkbook once, but just yeah. just yeah. life advice like, hey, when you actually have a stable income, why don't you sit down and do some of that math and figure out how much fun money can you spend a month and still save to meet your goals? Right. They never did that. Yeah, that wasn't thoroughly thought, uh, taught but uh anyway uh last thought from you uh last thoughts i would say uh i need more soup <laughs> <laughs> okay check i would encourage you to check out the soup nazi kitchen in everett washington yeah totally um by the way i got an email uh, that was right when you uh disconnected that guy was he had a hundred soup nazi kitchen shirts that he said he wasn't going to sell and I asked if anyone's in Everett and you can get me one of those shirts, I'll I'll definitely buy one. I got an email from a guy who says he can get me one. So I'll have really? a collector's <laughs> item soup Nazi kitchen shirt. Now you can barter with it. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I appreciate good. it, man. Have a good night. Anyways, have a good night. Uh, Josh and Jesus up next, and then we'll take a break. Josh, you there? Hey there. Hey, Blonde. Hey, Matt. Are you there? Or can you guys hear me? Yes, sir. Loud and clear. Okay, so um, I got two things I want to cover tonight uh, that I think have led to the sort of downfall of society to where we're at right now. And only two. Nobody ever. No, yeah, so kidding. these Go are ahead. things that nobody ever notices. <laughs> okay. Um, but I think that they played a big role. But before I get to that, I got to ask you guys something. Um, would either one of you let me interview you on my locals channel? Locals channel. I do a lot of interviews. Yeah, um, locals is Dave Rubin's platform, and um, I can expose you to his audience because I've, I, I'm known to Dave and I'm known to his audience now, so it would be, like, good for you guys, too, you know? Um, but 
I'm trying to get my own channel going on locals. And I mean, I would love to interview you guys. We would just talk about issues and whatnot. Like I interview blonde one day and interview Matt another day. You know what I mean? Um, in general, I'm open to requests. Yeah. Just send me an email and we can uh, see if it lines up. Appreciate it. Okay, cool. You too blonde or. Yeah, sure. That, that's not, that's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. So I'm going to get into uh, what I'm about to say. Okay. So. I think a lot of this start, you know, a lot of what's going on right now is um, liberals are using our employers and corporations against us instead of like using government to mm-hmm. get us to silence our speech and everything. This started in the early 90s, okay, when I was a, a teenager. And I remember this. Um, and here's what happened, okay? In the early 90s, that's when they started finding professional athletes for stuff they did on their own personal time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when um, it the whole thing started where like the NBA could fine a player like $10,000 for like getting himself arrested or something oh, else. Oh yeah. They like talk a, about this in the Michael Jordan documentary of Dennis Rodman was yeah. doing all sorts of stuff. Yeah. 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 That started in the early nineties and everybody was for it back then. But even back then as a teenager, I was against it. Cause I knew that was a bad precedent. And, and I would tell people and they'd be like, Oh, these athletes make millions of dollars. They deserve this. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, it's not going to stop there. Um, it's going to other employers are going to start doing this shit. Yeah. And sure enough, five years later, by 1997, 1998, every major corporate employer was firing people for shit that from their personal lives. Yeah. yeah. And so, now everyone's personal life is so much more exposed to public scrutiny than it ever has been. Everything's yeah. on social media. Uh, and yeah. to some extent, we we do that to ourselves when we share things that we probably shouldn't. But, but yeah, I, I do yeah. long for a time... I want to protect employer rights and and freedom. They have rights to associate just like anybody else, but just culturally, I wish we could return to that sort of norm or that sort of value where in general, as your employer, the agreement is that I'm buying your time while you're on the clock or working for the company. And maybe I like that, you know, maybe I don't like that you go to the strip club or something like that. But my, my philosophy as a boss, if I, you know, I get to the point of managing people or something, if you do a great job in the hours that you've agreed to provide, yeah, the rest of the stuff is not, not especially if it's non-criminal, if it's just like you like stuff that I don't. I mean, I, I, I'm, I just want you doing a good job on the clock, and that's about it. That's the but what, but extent of that gonna, relationship. What I was gonna, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay, but what I was going to say is, so that set the precedent where it was only a matter of time before like liberals and other people who want to sort of steal our freedom started using our employers against us. And yeah. that's what's happening now. Well, um, and that that's the, what's I, even more frustrating. It's one thing if an employer acts on behalf of its own value system. Let's say that you're a, um, let's say that you're a very Christian company that brought, that advertises itself on traditional Christian values. And one of your employers is caught at, or one of your employees is caught at the strip club or something like that. I mean, that makes a little more sense, I suppose, if the values are part of the company, but what you're talking about, isn't just the company acting on its own behalf. You're talking about people actually getting the pitchforks and and going to the company and the company caving because someone else cried a third party. Right. Um, that's, that's basically how they're controlling us right now. Like the liberals and stuff. Um, but that's that's a big part of that started in the early 90s with this starting to because that, that thing about starting to find NFL athletes, it that 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 started the precedent that that to where we're at now. But there's another thing I wanted to touch on, too. Like I said, there's two things. And uh, we'll, we'll have to be quick on this the, one, but real quick, if you want to. OK, the other thing is we're way too dependent on the police, which mm-hmm. is very, 
which is the very reason why Antifa is being allowed to run around like they are. Yeah. Like in my day, like I'll just let me just explain this. In my day, we didn't call the police for every little conflict that we had. If you had a problem with your upstairs neighbor because he was making noise and you got into a shouting match or even a fist fight, that wasn't a police matter. Yes. But now we depend on the police every single time yeah. we have a confrontation, and we've softened up because of it. Antifa yeah. could not exist in 1955. You know why they couldn't exist in 1955? Because every town they would go to in 1955, the neighborhood kids would beat the shit out of them. Yeah. And now, but now everybody's like afraid to do anything without the police. Everybody's so yeah. scared to confront 100%. anything. And so, um, I've told the story Antifa many times, but free, just a few you know? years ago, and my a neighbor called. I still don't know who did it, but one of my neighbors called the cops on me for having a fire in my fire pit in my backyard. And the cops just showed come up. over and talk to me. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, just if you got a problem, if I'm being too noisy, nobody just wants can... to be a damn man about anything anymore. I know. Yes. Like, I'm I'm like, if I've got enough of a problem with you, I'm stepping you. I'm looking at you out your eyes like a man. And I don't like to fight anymore. Those legs are kind of behind me. Yeah. But if we fight, but if we fight, we fight. And like, it's our business. It's not like. But see, the thing is, everybody depends on the police every time they have a conflict now. And so now Antifa is around and everybody's afraid to do anything without the police. So Antifa yeah. can just run free. Um, well, we we got to let so you that's go. That's what but... I wanted to say for today. Yeah. Thank you for the call, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Have a good night. All right, guys. Thanks. Bye, Josh. Okay. We are due for a break real quick on Tippy Stream. Uh, you still are locked out of YouTube, I take it? Yes. I don't know why. <laughs> Wait, I had Tippy stream and now it won't open either. Are you serious? Oh my god, what a disaster! Okay, not as bad as okay, Sunday. Okay, now now it's opening. Okay, well, hey, Sunday, Sunday, we weekend. made it happen. Um, KFBR says had a question for Blonde and Matt both, but it's a bit involved, and the character limit is not done. Uh, the character limit has not done my explanation justice. So here is my money because I appreciate your show. Well, thank you for that. And <laughs> Sorry, if it's a little too complicated, in. yeah, just uh, just send us an email question uh, on the website. And we should be able to handle it that way. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Bosefis says, Blonde, can't wait for the Towler interview. Please ask her about Pennsylvania member Jody K. Great red pill story. A yoga teacher, liberal turned right. Also a nice white pill. Uh, is the music of Olivia Key. Check out Heroes. It will make your husband shed a tear. Okay. Very cool. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Laura Taller is just, she's just sugar and spice, isn't she? I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she I'm is not. just delightfully British. Okay. Well, good British accent is a great starting point. You erudite and she's very poised. I really like her. <laughs> All right, uh, we're all set on. Oh, I forgot. I can't kick it over to you because you don't have access to YouTube. I know. I was like, reason. why is this silence so awkward? Uh, yeah, let me. Um, okay. Uh, Long Dong John says, so I was driving down the road in pitch black night when I blew a headlight. So I strapped my phone to the front of the car, put the stream on and Blonde's glowing smile and radiance got me safely home. Wow. <laughs> my big white teeth. What a compliment. That was that was very kind. So nice. Let's see. Uh, Tori says, I heard that YouTube will be making dislikes viewable by the video uploader only as an attempt to manipulate the algorithm and, and being ratioed. Pretty sure the new ratio will be views to likes. Uh, it could be. Did you hear the news about this? Uh, the Crowder thing? Well, there's that. They're like, they've banned him for a week or whatever. But the but YouTube is also experimenting with a new system where dislikes were on, will only be viewable to the channel uploader to the channel that owner is so retarded 
I guess I, I don't know if they're going to make that the case for everybody or if you control it. But you can still see likes. You can still see likes, but and you can still so dislike the, ratio, the video. The era of the ratio is over. Yes. And the speculation is, is it the epic and consistent ratios yes. on the White House YouTube channel that is causing this? It is. Because who's really asking? I don't know any YouTubers out there who are really asking for this. Even if um, if a, if a video of mine, I guess you could still see it behind the scenes, but like, I'm not necessarily afraid of a ratio. If, if I post yeah. something that is really hated, which depending on certain circumstances, I've posted videos that have been more disliked than others. And right. I kind of, you know, I want to know why I want to know why? what yeah. people are thinking about it. That's valuable information. And I think that people should be free to see that too. They, I think that if you watch a video and you're like, okay, this is, this is bullshit or this is dumb. I want to, I want to see what other people are thinking, not just yeah. me. And if there's no yeah. ratio and there's no comments, cause those could be disabled. It's just a way of, um, again, it's, it's just a way of isolating people, making you think that your opinion is some fringe thing when in fact, it's probably everybody agrees with you. Yeah. yeah. Asmund, uh, Oh, sorry. Um, the Jozo. Zovko says, I survived the first Portland trip, surprisingly still very Corona closed versus most of the nation, including L.A., which is far more open. Also, Portland is very or Portland is oddly very, very, very white. Didn't expect that at all. No, uh, no wonder all the guilt. That's true. It is. Yeah, Portland is like 90 white. plus percent. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I haven't I haven't been is back it really in 90 plus percent. Wow. Something like that. For sure, the suburbs. I don't know about Portland, the city proper, but for sure, the suburbs. You would think it would suck less. You basically turn white there regardless of what race you are because you don't see the sun for six or seven months of the year. Unless you're from Sierra Leone. I was transparent at the end of every uh, at the end of every school year. (laughs) My God, this is a funny story, too. Uh, So when I graduated college, I wish I had pictures of this to show. I'm not sure I do. But I was so white and pale by that May. It was uh, Mother's Day 2010 that I graduated. And we had an outdoor graduation. And you had to wear the stupid graduation cap, right? So there I am sitting for like two hours in the direct sunlight with the graduation cap on. Not realizing how badly I'm sunburning. It didn't really hit me. And I don't think I put on sunscreen, which was an idiotic move. But I had this bizarre tan line right across my forehead that did not go away for like the entire summer. I just sit out in the sun and purposely tan to try to even it like out. Sunscreen where you were already. Tanned. And have you ever got one of those sunburns that's like so crisp? I mean, the line oh, yeah. was as crisp as possible. This was not just like, oh, you got a little sunburned here. Yeah. And so yeah. I felt and, and it's the it's the recession then. And I'm trying to get a job and I'm dreading any job interview I get because I'm like, well, I look like a total jackass with a weird line oh. across my forehead. Eventually it did go away, but that's the trouble. Great story about Portland, but you know, uh, Asmund Griebrock says, uh, Matt have to join telegram. I am on telegram. I just don't really get it. I might dabble into the group a little bit. I just, I too don't get it. Yeah. Telegram's too advanced for me, but maybe someday I appreciate it. Ben Riley says, Hey gang, here's some Biden bucks. Matt, if you want to pick up smoking cigars are the way to go. Uh, I really don't want to pick up smoking and you'll be shocked to learn. I think I've mentioned this on the show before. I've never even taken a drag of a cigarette in my life. Not oh, wow. once. So I have good. smoked. I have smoked weed uh, probably a dozen times. That's the only thing I've smoked. I've never smoked a cigar either. 
but uh, I don't. I've done uh, all those things. <laughs> the thing about marijuana, I don't enjoy the effect of it, but I also don't enjoy the experience of smoking it. The way that that smoke fills your lungs and it's just got this stinging. Oh, I miss it. I know that you long for the days. But I have only smoked famously one time, and it was between the years of 2005 and 2017. You talking cigarettes? No, marijuana. What's, what are you even talking about? Uh, what, I don't. It was just one long smoking session. Oh, so I just I counted it as, it was just one. The whole thing was one episode. It was one episode. Yeah. yeah. Joshua Judy. Uh, thank you for supporting the show. It's much appreciated. Okay. Um, we're due to get back into calls. Uh, ETC on D live. No note. Appreciate that. Um, and let's see. Leroy demand cast uh, spell over on Trovo. Appreciate that as well. And we're good to go. Let's hop back into calls. Uh, Phil is up next. Phil, you there, man? Hey, how we doing? Doing all right. How are you? Um, pretty good today, I guess. That's good. Uh, What's on your mind? <laughs> a couple of things. Oh, but um, one of the things. My super chat on Sunday. I think the word was rep, uh, repatriation is what I'd actually typed. Mm-hmm. It came to. Uh, refugees uh that behave poorly uh so my intention was not to make it sound like they should get a payout it was more like they behave poorly the uh, only reparation should be the boxes they're given to pack their stuff and get out (laughs) was this a super chat phil always has you know the chats that i'm dancing the most around uh and i I appreciate that you're i appreciate that you're a good sport about um some of the oh, sure. the phrasing choices that I have to make. It's you know it's half the game actually to I, see if you'll read it, and then if you do read it, how it's going to be uh, taken. Well, I I try to represent it the best. It's so, sometimes though, man, it's like I I don't know what it's. And then he said, "Everyone will have a great day and get along <laughs> just fine." <laughs> That's all I got. You the, the ones on Sunday, you pinned me down pretty good. I'm like, I can't, I can't even. I I don't know what to say about this. You got me. Oh, no, I understand it. Like I yeah. said, that's kind of part of the game. Yeah. You're probably the, you know, you might be a piece of show history in that. I wouldn't be surprised if you're the reason that Streamlabs banned us. Uh, I, know, I don't know. I, it could have been Danny Montana. Well, you guys are pretty close. Yeah. But I bet it was you, yeah. uh, one of two, one of you or both. Try not to be narcissistic enough, but I did. I did think, like, what did I say that got him kicked off? I wish they would tell me. Uh, I wish they would do the decent yeah. thing and say it was this one chat that talked about yeah catapults <laughs> of ingrateful of ungrateful uh, illegal immigrants, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing I was thinking about was the whole Christy Nome situation. I know that's a uh, kind of old at this point since. Um, are you talking the sixty seconds? You're talking about the transgender trans- stuff. So I, I haven't followed it really closely. Do you have the latest update? I saw that. I know that she vetoed the bill for sort of technical reasons. I think she sent it back, didn't she? Yeah. Or yeah, send it back for a, for rewriting or adjustment. Right. Right. It's just, it's interesting that these, these people that pretend like they're based on the uh, campaign trail or even for a yeah. couple of minutes during the pandemic eventually come out and we do see their true colors. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I was kind of skeptical of her in the first place because she's kind of attractive and female <laughs> politician. So, like, obviously, that there's at least one strike there. Um, well, I guess we should have known. 
what, inboard sexism or whatever. But well, I saw today a headline that she's issued some executive orders on the issue, but I don't know what they are. So uh, this one I see here is she banned transgender girls and women from competing on women's sports teams. But this is also from public schools and colleges. Okay. Well, then CNN let's... though, so they might be phrasing it in such a way to make it sound worse than it actually is. That's not even a base so. position. The base right, position. That's the normal, that's, no, I, the base position is to have more trannies in women's sports, destroying <laughs> women's sports and transgender culture. Obviously, that's the solution to this. I wish trannies would infiltrate every female sport there is and then beat women at it. It's hilarious. I've never seen anything funnier in my life. You won't learn the hard way. I mean, yeah, it'd be it nice also, to see Megan Rapinoe get beat at her sport all the time. <laughs> oh my God. And then some tranny years. just dick slaps her. I Even would never pinker hair. Yeah. Yeah, really. I mean, because they'll have to admit that men are uh, physically more capable than women at some point, won't they? I, I would think so, but the delusion seems to be lasting a lot longer than I expected it to. Yeah. yeah. The argument from Christy Nome, I did listen to her Tucker interview and I understood what she was saying, which is if we pass this law, the NCAA has threatened to crack down on us and basically eliminate women's sports or South Dakota schools from competing in women's sports with the NCAA. I got what she was saying. She's saying this is a bad strategy to beat them and ensure that women's sports are protected. But I didn't I guess I didn't understand the argument of even if that's your perspective, why not fight? If other states yeah. are doing this too, why don't you guys get together and fight the NCAA instead of trying to dance around them? And I think that's what Tucker was trying to ask. Um, I, I'm not I'm not sure I fully understand her her reasoning or all of the facts in play there, but it is kind of odd. I, I, I don't I guess I was disappointed that she didn't have as much of a fighting spirit on the issue as I'd like to have seen. Right. I think, like you said, there are a couple other states, I think. Is it Arkansas maybe banned it? They're not particularly worried, it seems, about getting their teams kicked out of the NCAA or anything. Yeah. And and the whole point people vote for Republicans in the first place is for them to actually fight, not just be surrender monkeys. And if they're just going to be surrender monkeys, they're going to have to go find somebody else. Yeah. Uh, for the record, I don't think surrender monkeys is an actual racial slur. That's why I'm using it. <laughs> no, it's not. We had to look it up. Is, is the Simpsons yeah. the origin of it? It refers to the French. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for anyway, the call yeah. and uh, have a good night. Have a good one. Thanks. He's a crafty one that Phil, you got to watch out for him. <laughs> Damien is up next. You there, Damien? I'm here. Good to What's be on here. your mind? Thanks for having me. Sure. Well, Thanks for calling. Uh, first of all, I want to say congratulations on your uh, baby on the way, Matt. That's awesome. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. And, and uh, the other thing I want to say is shout out to Dangerous Spaces doing a great job uh, managing yeah, totally. all of us cats. He is. Oh, yeah, I, I really, really appreciate his work. And uh, it sounds like everybody is enjoying his uh, efforts as well. All right. So I've got like a list of no fewer than eight topics you guys can choose from. Ready? I'm going to fly through them. Oh. Pick your favorite. No. Nope. Okay. All right. <laughs> Number one, gender wage gap. Number two, child transgender nope. surgery. <laughs> Number <Nope>. three, <laughs> voting rights of women and others. Number four, spanking. Five, libertarianism. Six, technological singularity. Let's leave it at that. Any of those grab your interest? I mean, we've got a bunch of questions about spanking, so I want to go with the singularity. That's okay. I don't you. even know what that means. I was gonna, I was gonna pick libertarianism because I always like the. I'll uh, talk about that too. The criticisms and the defenses. Okay, um, libertarianism. It is. All right, libertarianism. Yeah, well, that's kind of what I want to talk about. I'm more so the defenses because I feel like people 
uh, rag on libertarianism a lot, mm-hmm. but to some extent, I don't. I feel like we don't really give libertarianism its just due. Like, are, are there any things that libertarians do? You know, like, are there any libertarian positions that are better than like a traditional Republican position? And he, here, I mean, I take kind of exception with the Libertarian Party, right? A lot of people draw a distinction. You know, they say there's the Libertarian Party, and then there's like the Libertarian philosophy or like the general concept of being a libertarian and you know like the libertarian party is very open borders i'm super not on board with that yeah i don't think that that is like a really libertarian philosophy position per se to be open borders like to me it it doesn't really follow so like i would draw a distinction between the party and the philosophy i mean obviously small government would be the benefit of libertarianism over traditional republicanism um that I'm sure is what Skag was going to say too. Uh, yeah, well, I think it's just I think that the the biggest defining feature of it is a belief that, and I think its biggest strength is a belief that that the state is not an efficient is not efficient at installing or maintaining morality in people, and I mean I mean that specifically in the morality to self sort of way. I, I, I sort of get frustrated when people say you can't legislate morality because. I, what, what's a murder law? I mean, that seems to me yeah. like legislation of morality, but you can, you can legislate morality in terms of interaction between people. You shouldn't rob people. You shouldn't murder people, all that. But when it comes to things like, um, maybe you should, maybe you should get married. Maybe you should work hard. Maybe you should exercise personal responsibility and improve your life. Those are things that I think the government is terrible at upholding, <laughs> terrible at installing, terrible at maintaining. Yeah. And, I don't think the I don't think a lot of modern conservatives want to intrude on your life in that way to install values within you. But I think in the past, maybe they did. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I like don't, a, sorry, go ahead. Issue, an issue I think highlights this well is like drug legalization, for example. Like I think the Republican Party would tend to be like against uh, marijuana legalization, for example, whereas libertarians would generally be for marijuana legalization. Sure. Where do you guys stand on something like should marijuana be legal for uh, recreational use. Yeah. I mean, as somebody that was a heavy marijuana user, uh, I was always in that camp of like, Ooh, whatever I put in my body, blah, blah. Uh, but I do see that it's, um, tearing at the foundation of society in many ways. Like it's not good for people to be smoking weed around the clock. It's not, it's, it can't be good for us. That being said, is it a government issue? I mean, no, but do I feel strongly about it anymore in the absence of my egregious substance abuse? No. So <laughs> we just, we just legalized me- uh, recreational here in Montana and I, I voted for it. Um, even though I have no desire to smoke weed, uh, I just, I can't make an argument for punishing recreational marijuana possession or consumption that doesn't apply just as validly to alcohol, at least in my mind. And if I want to consume alcohol responsibly as I do, I I don't feel like I have any moral standing to tell the guy next door that he can't smoke weed in the same way. If he wants to, I don't want anything to do with it, but I just, this is the sort of stuff about legislating morality to self that I I don't think government is very effective at. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't advocate people smoke weed necessarily, but I just, I don't see the benefit of the, of the state policing it aggressively either. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm with you, Matt. I, I don't smoke, but I think it should be legal. And I agree with you, Blonde. It's probably not good for society for people to be stoned all the time, but 
Uh, I just don't think that it's something that the state needs to get involved in. And there, I mean, even if maybe it would be a, a win on this issue for the state to get involved, maybe it would be better if nobody smoked weed. There's just a broader concept of, do you really want the state to be that powerful and that involved in your life in general? Do you want them to be, you know, telling yeah. you to get the vaccination because they can tell you what you can smoke and not, you know, it's kind of like the same principle that we need to be consistent. Yeah. Say the state. And so, then we're like, up, we've got to let you go, but we're operating under the premise that uh, illegality is going to reduce net consumption in society. I was the biggest stoner when I was smoking weed illegally. Right. All right. Well, I've got so much more to say about this, but I'll hop off the call. Thanks. Thanks Thank you, all for taking Have a good out. night. See ya. Yeah, I think these are moral decisions for the individual to make about uh, himself. And that as far as the criticisms of libertarianism, the the morally relativistic end of libertarianism drives me nuts as though yeah. all choices are equally wise. Whatever you do to yourself, regardless, as long as it does, as long as it hurts nobody else is not really a good way to live your life morally because there are all sorts yeah. of ways you can abuse yourself that don't hurt anybody else that's not a moral life to live that said is the state of montana gonna show me the way on how to live a moral life and treat myself no well? our government is filled with degenerates this matt gates story man i can't get over it yeah i, I assume we'll talk about that on sunday I, I don't fully understand it i watched the tucker interview and i uh, he's saying that he only learned about this uh, a supposed extortion scheme against his family a week or two ago, but I don't know. I mean, I have a hard time believing that that's a straight man. I think he was probably diddling that Cuban son. Um, <laughs> but the, well, this was an alleged 17 year old girl though. This story. That's the other thing though. I, I, I just don't have a problem with anybody having sex with a 17 year old. Mm. And I guess the issue is that he traveled from a state where she, made like allowed her to travel pay for her travel to from a state where she was legal to a state where she wasn't legal or something like that it's a uh, federal he's get it's it's apparently a federal investigation it's because to, to for sex trafficking right yeah. to to tr to traffic someone across state lines for that purpose but i mean age. in a lot of states the legal age is 16 and a lot of states it's 17 the difference between 17 and 18 is arbitrary i don't care about this i don't care We'll see if we can get a better understanding of it for Sunday. It's very murky. The story is very weird to me, and I don't know everything about it just yet. And even the the New York Times and reporters, when asked to explain it, don't have a lot of solid information. Uh, I forgave Rob Lowe. I, I don't know why I would have such a problem with this. What did he do? I don't even remember. Rob Lowe had a threesome with two 16-year-olds and the, the tape leaked or something like that oh. when he was very young. Well, how young is very young? I think he was in his early 20s. Uh, eh. it's not great but is it like he, he's not a pedophile uh no he's no i wouldn't i wouldn't say that but it's it's adjacent it's close it is not oh it's my close God. you know who wants to have sex with like 17 year old girls every man on earth uh, every man on earth uh, <laughs> there are lines there are lines there have to be lines mm. It's an arbitrary distinction between 16 and 18. That's all I'm saying. Okay. When you get into the, like the 15, 14, 13 range, I'm with you. I'm all right. You. Okay. We'll agree on that. Uh, Visconti, you there? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Rob What's Lowe, on your mind? Huh? Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I assume that's probably not why you called in. You didn't want to talk about Rob Lowe. What a coincidence would that be? Um, 
apparently you're already talking about him. So. <laughs> we'll give him a break. What do you got? Uh, Tennessee's on its way to pass constitutional carry. Oh, excellent. Oh, really? We just got that. How does yeah, Tennessee that... not already have constitutional carry? What is that? Uh, I don't know. It's weird. Like, I was under the impression you could open carry without a permit, but if you wanted to conceal carry, you had to get a permit. But I think they're doing it now where uh, as long as you're over 21, not a felon, not all that stuff, you can carry and conceal without getting a permit now. So, hmm. Well, that, that's uh, what's the status of the bill? Is it has it passed through the legislature or it's all passed in the legislature? It's just sitting on the governor's desk and he will sign who? or she. I don't know who it is. Yeah, Billy, he said he's going to sign it. But Great. he also um, effective immediately or or when? Uh, that's what I was under the impression. It hasn't been signed yet, but yeah. it's supposed to be in effect J- July 1st. Oh, good. But uh, speaking of which, last week, I think he also signed a bill banning transgender athletes from women's sports also. Mm. So. There's a lot of that circulating around. Some states are even banning uh, medical intervention for transgender youth, as in hormone therapy treatment or surgical treatment. And that's being framed as, I saw the ACLU tweeting about this, that's being framed as denying transgender youth health (laughs) care. Oh, come on. That's the way they're they're characterizing it. What is this world? May God smite us all. Yeah. My sister, um, she works in the school system here. And uh, she was telling me about this meeting they had the other day. And apparently if a child in your classroom wants to identify as the opposite gender, you kind of, you have to go along with it and you are not allowed to tell their parent because it's a FERPA violation. A FERPA violation? What the fuck is that? Or some uh, health privacy thing. What the hell? Why would you not be allowed to tell the, why would you not be, even if your child has a a health episode, why would you not be allowed to tell the parent? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, That's what I thought. It's like, so you have to play along with it at school, but no, that sounds like anything happens. You can't, there's gotta be something. Cause if your kid had a seizure at school or something like that, there's no obligation to keep that secret from the parent. Well, not, not, not like a seizure, but if they're doing, you can't tell the parent that you refer to their child as their preferred pronouns or opposite whatever name they choose. Okay. Huh. Yeah, I didn't get it either. All right. But well, thank uh, you for uh, thank you for the updates. Do you have a final thought for us? Uh, yeah. Uh, are you familiar with the YouTube channel T Rex Arms? No. no, that's a great name though. So they are a local Tennessee gun shooting shooting company um and uh they have a youtube channel it's almost at a million subs actually wow but they uh have a lot of interesting videos on how they intervene with the state legislator or legislation to help pass pro-gun bills and stuff and how they were involved in this tennessee constitutional carry bill so good anyone's interested on how local people can get involved in it. They have a 
a lot of interesting stuff. Good. You love to see it. And uh, as troubling as the federal government has been lately, there are a lot <coughs> of states trending the right direction, mine included. And so it's great to hear that uh, yeah. there's still a lot of sanity if you want to you want to move to find it. It's still out there. Thank uh, you, man. Matt. Yeah. You've said you've played God of War, but you haven't finished it. No, I've never played it. Not uh, not a minute. Okay. Uh, well, if you're ever interested uh, for a very father-child game, uh, I suggest playing it. All right. Well, thank you, man. Have a good night. Yeah, have a good night. Bye-bye. Okay, Mustache Asian up next. And I think we're going to take a quick call from Dangerous Spaces. He wanted to get a word in. And then we'll have to move into the uh, questions because I know we have a lot. So Mustache Asian, regrettably, will probably have to be a little bit quick tonight if you can. Uh, nothing. Uh, just so uh, I just like been raging, or at least I, it grinds my gear about seeing a lot of like, China, like CCP shows on social media these days. Like, really? Especially on YouTube. Like you can tell or... I mean, some of them are probably not like directly shills, or they are Chinese, and a lot of them are brainwashed. Like they, their history has changed, right? And so, so you, they, they don't have the perspective of like, especially me from Taiwan originally, like of what the real history was. So it gets, you know, so basically they are just it's like, oh, like you know, CCP always, uh, always defended people's rights. And I was like, really. Are you talking? Uh, you are these people Chinese nationals, or are they are they non Chinese? Maybe some of them are, some of them are Chinese nationals. I think they You're are breaking like, up really bad for me. Do... I don't... Yeah, it's a little rough, but I got I I can hear them decently. Yeah, yeah. My my internet is really bad these days. Uh, too many people in the house. But, but you're not talking yeah, so like you're not talking weird. formal Chinese Communist Party propaganda. You're talking just YouTubers who or other social media personalities who are basically acting as propagandists um, more like in the comment sections they like to like start like this propaganda like wave in the comments sections and well i mean not, on mm. youtube is less obvious but in on linkedin is obvious like people virtue signal LinkedIn. The shit why i wonder why LinkedIn. that's weird uh, because like in, you know like there's one post saying that oh xi jinping is worried about the rights of like the well-beings of, of asians in U.S. <laughs> yeah. Said, oh, yeah. No, Xi Jinping off. is uh, like, real pissed. Not, you don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah, so, so pissed he would like put it. all those hate crime, uh, all those hate co- crime committers in concentration camps to set them straight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like Zinni the Pooh just just cares so much. I forgot but, yeah, about that and, nickname and, for him. Are you? Is it, that term is banned? Didn't they ban Winnie the Pooh images in China or something yeah. like that? Yeah. 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 They oh do. My God. They do that. Oh shit. Yeah. So, anyways. Yeah. So, I don't know. Just, just have to f- fight when you can because on LinkedIn it's difficult. You just link to your professional life. Yeah. And you get canceled. Yeah. And That's I think weird. I got one of my interviews canceled because the employer works for China with China. Well, maybe yeah. maybe that's a bullet Chinese dodged. Manufacturing. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So. Oh no. no. Like I do industrial design, so I probably like if anybody wants to do industrial design stuff, you know, freelance wise, can contact me on on the Discord. So yeah, all right. I think that's will be it. Well, Godspeed, cool. and thank you for doing your part to fight the CCP. Yeah, <laughs> uh, appreciate, maybe. Yeah, appreciate we'll it. We'll see if it if it's effective. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Bye. 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 Okay, we got to give uh, Dangerous Spaces last word, and then we'll hop into emails. Uh, 
Mr. Spaces. Do you want to discuss something? Hey, guys. How are you going? Hi. Um, doing all right. By the way, a lot of people have nice things to say about you. So uh, appreciate the work that you're doing and people seem to enjoy it. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I hope, I'm hoping it's making the show run a bit smoother and people aren't getting the awkwardness of, of you know, someone being brought in. They're not happening to be there and, and stuff like that. Yeah, it's so, running smoothly. So hopefully it's uh, it's helping to make um, make the call-in show need a little less duct tape, so to speak. So. <laughs> we'll always need at least um, one roll, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I figured we'd just quickly talk about the um, Derek Chauvin trial. Sure. I don't know if you would have seen it, Matt. Blonde, uh, if you would have seen it, Matt. Blonde probably hasn't because it's on Twitter. But there's a couple of – was. Did you guys have it on the call-in sh- – uh, not the call-in, the Sunday show with that one time where Chelsea Handler was talking to a black ex-boyfriend and said, um, you got busted for drugs and yes. I didn't because I'm white? Yeah. I, think I did a video on, show, on that one. It? Yeah, I, I, did, I watched her whole documentary and made a, a video breaking it down. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember. Because her thing here, and I just find this weird that she's got this attitude – uh, so for the Derek Chauvin, there's the first tweet, so pathetic there is a trial to prove that Derek Chauvin killed George Floyd when <laughs> there is a video of him doing so. Yeah. And then she did a, I think this is a follow-up when someone responded to her, perhaps we should skip trials when there is audio and video footage of the murder. So it, maybe it's just me, but the woman that was complaining about an unjust uh, legal system is now arguing that let's just not do trials. Yeah. Which, call me crazy, that didn't work out so well for black people in the past. That was one of the issues back in, what, the early 1900s? Yeah. You accuse them of someone of something, so we just won't have the trial. We'll just, you know, enact... Like, is it just me or is that weirdly? Well, yeah, it's um, like, it's like, what if I told you, Chelsea, that due process and a presumption of innocence do protect you from a, a, from a encroaching state. You want to preserve due process and a presumption of innocence. So the sort of people like you, like your uh, black ex-boyfriend guy who get accused of whatever crime, no matter how heinous still have that benefit. And the state still has the burden to prove beyond reasonable doubt that they did it. Even if it is on video and it's such a dumb take because it's like, okay, I know that you watched like 30 seconds of the video where he says he can't breathe and he's crying out to his mom. There's also 45 minutes worth of video that explains why he's in that situation and other video from a prior arrest where he's popping drugs, uh, which he also did in this case. We just, well, the idea that the case is complicated is what I'm saying. Like you can't look at that video and say that's clearly uh, murder too, or that's clearly yeah, felony yeah. murder because it was a felony assault. It's, it's, you don't know what happened before. There's evidence that it was not any of these things. I mean, there's no way this is going to be fair. Well, yeah. the, the body cam, the body cam footage beforehand has him going, I can't breathe. I want to get on the ground. I can't breathe. So it's a case of, well, it's not because Shaven's on him that he can't breathe. He was saying that beforehand. Yeah. Uh, there's no, the forensic evidence apparently found that there was no damage to neck or back or right. trachea or anything like that, indicating that possibly Chauvin wasn't even putting body weight on. He was literally just putting a knee there to stop well, him from is, getting up. I really only watched the prosecution and the defense's opening statements. That's I haven't watched a lot of the witness testimony, but I thought that was so interesting. The prosecutors made the point, oh, at this part of the video, you can see George Floyd uh, move over like this, roll over a little bit to give himself room so for his, his chest to expand so he can breathe. 
And the point was yeah. that's because Derek Chauvin was choking him. And I, I took the exact opposite away from that. It's like, you're telling me that he could move somewhat freely because Chauvin's full body weight was not on him. He moved right. to get breathing room and Chauvin allowed him to do that. He just wasn't going to allow him to get up and move around freely. It was weird how they presented that. Look, this is proof that he choked him. I don't, that looks yeah. like proof of room to move and breathe to me. I, I didn't understand that take at all. But yeah, I, I kind of, and, uh, Oh, what was it? It was, um, the, it was either the New York Times or the Washington Post um, wrote, uh, I've just seen the headline, I haven't had a chance to, to read it, of um, the jurors' identity are being kept um, like anonymous or being kept secret, yeah. but here's some things we know about them. Yeah, this was the New York Times. I and saw this earlier today. It was the New York Times. I knew it was yeah. one of those. And it's like, it's like, so you're basically trying to um, initiate essentially jury tampering or jury intimidation which yeah in and of itself surely would lead to a mistrial if they could yeah. prove i mean yeah i did it's read through so the article and in fairness to the new york times it obviously doesn't have any personal identifying personally identifying information or anything like that but to the point that you're making why are you teetering up on the edge of that they talk about you know this person is this age this race does this job we know this X, Y, and Z about this person. I, it, I guess why? If, if if you read the tweet and it says the jury is to remain anonymous, all right, why not just put a period there? Like the jury is to remain anonymous for a reason, and that's to protect yeah. the integrity of the trial. They and, didn't necessarily yeah, I- do any jury intimidation here, but to your point, yeah. it's kind of like. It reads as though, hey, that's a real nice trial you got. There are some real nice jurors. Be a shame if somebody figured yeah. out who they are and, uh, you know, put a brick through their window or something like that. Yeah. But, I mean, in terms of this, I, I kind of think they've tried to charge for two higher crimes, and I have a feeling he may get um, found not guilty. I've lost the word of what that's uh, – acquitted, that's the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, which, if that happens, oh, my goodness – you know, under, well, although the only benefit I think is under Biden, if you know cities are burning, people are going to start looking and going, do something about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, the most realistic shot they have is manslaughter, but the sentencing on manslaughter is something like four years in prison. Yeah, they're they're going to riot for that. They they, yeah. they and honestly, even if he's convicted on murder and goes away for a lot longer, they'll still riot. It won't be good yeah. enough. Yeah, never will be. Well, thank you, man. Uh, appreciate the thoughts and appreciate you helping us uh, run the show a little bit more smoothly. No worries. I hope you guys have a good night. You as well. Yeah. Thanks. So, yeah. Okay, that will end calls for the night. Appreciate the patience, guys. We will get to email questions, which we do have a bulk of them. So I suppose we'll have to read them and maybe you go, I go or okay. vice versa. And we'll try to be as quick as possible because we do have a lot. A lot. And I pared it down. Okay. Chris in New Mexico on last Wednesday's Colin show blonde said that uploading your consciousness to essentially live in eternity in a matrix like environment would be an affront to God and would be hell. How is living in eternity in an artificial environment doing whatever you wanted worse than living in eternity, doing nothing else except worshiping forever and ever and ever at the feet of an almighty being. Well, I think that the biggest problem with this argument is that if you uploaded your consciousness on to some weird drive, like you would know what the outcome of that is. We don't know what the outcome of 
any perceived heaven is going to be like. It's it's very possible that time is a human creation that you would be projecting on on this matrix, but wouldn't be a factor in um, in the afterlife. Next. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. And that's a question for you anyway. Okay. <laughs> so I, I, I'll just pass. Um, Kathy bear says, do you find corporatism to be a bad system? And if so, what do y'all think are the best ways to counteract the effects of corporatism without harming natural rights and the free market? I, I guess I would need a def. Question. I guess I would need a definition on the term to be as, uh, as precise as possible. I, I'm not necessarily anti-corporate insofar as I think you have the right to build your, you have the right to your own labor, to, to use your labor, to build your property into however big of an empire or however big of a business as you want. The thing that is corrupting is when business and government get together to create all sorts of regulations or uh, yeah. preferential treatment or benefits for those big companies at the expense of smaller competitors. So that that to me would be the solution that that we need to make sure i think the solution there is just a government that's so small and inter, intervenes as little as possible that there's not really a benefit to open up that lobbying shop on yeah. k street or they can't handle the the, the work <laughs> yeah oh yeah i suppose they're that too would busy be a, um dealing with crime and roads yeah that they can't deal with stuff like this okay. yeah i uh i'm not anti capitalist of course i'm not anti-corporate what i am is uh a marriage between government and big business to stomp out competition that they should be uh liable to or competing with oh, gosh we have so many questions okay uh let's just answer them as we read them unless okay. they're specifically denoted that we should respond right uh, I'm not sure like, I understand what you mean. You answer the one that you read and I answer the one that I read, unless it's like blonde. Or uh, we should both, let's both, let's just go one response each, not back and forth. Okay. All right. Chris M. Hey, faggots. Do you think it would be beneficial if the husband wife discussion was defined by roles in the relationship instead of gender? Do many women today have trouble finding a husband because they have chosen to set themselves up in a husband role career provider, etc., and are still looking for a husband when they should be looking for a wife much like thinking of being a mother as a career choice instead of some God-given God right. Uh, yes, I think that's definitely one of the problems with gender relationships. And when they're looking at men, it's like these emasculated men additionally. And so it's like, why should I even bother? Um, and I think that the discussion of being defined by roles, it's definitely helped me in my marriage. Uh I got to make sure I follow here. Do you think the, that it would be beneficial for the husband wife discussion was defined by roles in the relationship instead of gender? Uh, well, I think that gender just sort of naturally defines those. I, I yeah. don't know that you really sit down f at least for my wife and, and me, we never really sat down and decided you're going to do this. I'm going to do that. They're just sort of natural roles that fall into place because of, what we both enjoy doing and how we both enjoy the dynamics yeah. of the relationship. I think it's just for us that it's just kind of assumed that if there's need for a leadership role of some kind, that that's going to be my spot to fill. And if there, uh, I, I, I know that there are going to be lots of spots for her to fill once this kid is born. Cause that is not my natural inclination. The, uh, the nurturing stuff, like, uh, yeah. listen, I can, uh, 
I can talk about things and I can do a decent job of protecting things. I can't, I'm not a cuddle person. That's not going to happen. Oh, so I, so I don't cuddle I, your, your kid. I just won't be as good at it. You know, I, I guess what I'm saying is I think that there's a biological component of gender that defines these roles for the most part, uh, rather than just a, rather than like a sit down type discussion. Yeah. Necessarily. Um, I, I don't know if I'm getting at your question anyway. Appreciate it, Chris. We'll keep it moving. Um, Maria says, congrats on the growing families. We will be moving or we are moving to North Georgia outside of Chattanooga to provide a better life for our two young girls. During the housing hunt, we saw a lot of crazy offer battles on houses and flippers buying up affordable housing, which just showed how crazy the market is right now. Do you all think that uh, we are going to have another housing market crash where housing is just going to become unaffordable for the working class? Uh, yeah, definitely. I'm seeing that in North Idaho right now, but this is totally unsustainable, this trajectory in all areas of the country. It's, we're definitely going to see that housing is incredibly inflated, incredibly inflated. Hmm. I don't follow the market close enough to, to have a good forecast on that, but I do know that in places like where I live, the influx of people has sent your average housing price through the roof. So it seems to me that anywhere worth living is, um, is on a steep climb. I do know that uh, it's and it's gotten so bad in places like San Francisco where everyone's fleeing that uh, that it's actually becoming like quasi reasonable to rent an apartment. There. Really? It's, not, it's not reasonable yet, but I know that San Francisco rent prices have dropped. I forget. It might be like 10, 20 percent, something in there. It's wow. significant. So there are trade. There are people. There's just a lot of movement of people right now. That means fleeing certain areas and influxes into other areas. Um, I just don't know what that means. Does that mean that, that the market is going to crash everywhere or just localized? I don't know. I think that there's gotta be a, a widespread effect, uh, because it's going to, I think a lot of it is going to be, um, the devaluation of the dollar. So hmm. I don't know. It's coming. Uh, Whitwatt's up next. Sorry. Um, if a hot civil war broke out, how far would you travel to support your side? Travel across the country, go as far as your state border, hold up in your own town. I mean, I think we have to um, adjust this question. Like if I would be worthwhile in a civil war situation, because I'm not doing anything in a civil war situation because I'm a chick and I would be a liability for everybody involved. But if I were a man, uh, town, maybe state. I I'll, I'll modify this question just a little bit, um, which is uh, the, the way I'll answer it is how, how far would I be willing to go for the for the promise of being left alone in a society that's organized around and actually upholds the principles that are generally good? Uh, I, I'd pick up I'd move anywhere like I don't think I would do well in the South weather wise for this. Like I don't want to live in the South. I'll go. I don't think I'll, that's what he's asking, though. Well, what's he, what's he asking? I think he's saying like, uh, would you defend your, would you put your life on the line for your city or for your state or oh, if they're, for the country? How, how far would you travel to support your side? Yeah. Uh, listen, if they're, if it got to the point where you're having mass, um, violation of people's right, like you're, you're kick, you've, you've got, uh, feds kicking down doors in every city to seize property and round people up and stuff. Like I'm, I'm not going to watch my country fall apart like that. So why this country's toast. You have a family coming. 
Well, yeah, but what, uh, what am I leaving that family if I allow it to become that sort of hellscape? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, it's not like you're going to save the country. Uh, no, but some, someone has to, someone has to no, defend no, the rights no, no, of the people in that scenario. No, then you just focus on, um, defending a smaller part of the country, like your state. Uh, I could see that, but I guess the question is if you saw them doing that sort of rounding people up and kicking down doors in depends on what state, if it's in California, you guys voted for this. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. But I guess what if it's in Idaho? What if it's in Wyoming? What if it's North Dakota, South Dakota? Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't, I'm not, I guess to answer the question in simple terms, I'm not going to sit by and watch my country be violated and destroyed in the hope that they don't come for me tomorrow. Uh, that that's something that I wouldn't be willing to do because they are going to come for you tomorrow. Yeah. But what if the nation is clearly not going to be able to sustain in its current form and we have smaller nation states forming, then it's like, why would you even bother? Maybe if there was something really organized here where it's like, we got this mountaintop fortress and if they come here, they're screwed. All right, maybe. But if, if it's just, I guess what I'm saying is I don't want to sit idly by without a plan and allow your your country to be run over and just hope that they don't come for you one day. That to me is not a viable plan. But if there was something viable here, I suppose. Uh, his glorious radiance. Thank you for being brief. His imperial majesty would like to know if the good Mr. Christensen or indeed most fair lady blonde has any advice for introverted gentlemen with no little or no experience in the arena of romance. In Tara's anointed Blessed be his reign has was tortured at home for most tutor, of his adolescence. Tutor. Oh, thank you. Tor- yeah, I read that as tortured. <laughs> it's that time of night was tutored at his home for most of his adolescence. And while he writes many hymns in praise of the merits of homeschooling, he feels his particular experience left him neglected in this regard. Uh, Get rich, be tall definitely build the best version of yourself first. If you're very young, like uh, spend your early twenties, men, men have tons of time, like build the best version of yourself that you can. They really don't have tons of time. They have a lot more time than women do. Yeah. But a 40 year old unmarried man is like toxic to, you know, I, I remember getting hit on by 40 year olds when I was like 20 and it was like looking at my grandfather. Know, but I'm I'd not saying until like, he's so 40. I'm saying until he's like 30. Well, yeah, that's, if he that's needs fine. to, um, but you know, like you don't have, you guys have 10 more years than women, but That's this fantasy, yeah, but this fantasy that like dudes are going to be able to pull something off when they're 50. I didn't and say that. <laughs> I hear this all the time from guys like we can have babies when we're 85. Do you really want to do that? And you have to be so rich for that to work. Yeah. Like once you're 40 and unless you're a multi millionaire, probably more than $10 million, like you are toxic here's to what really I'm, young women. here's what i'm trying to say build something that is a strong offering okay build build a great version of yourself yeah and then i know it's hard because trust me i'm an introvert too um but i had to get over that i had to get over that introverted nature to have enough confidence in myself to to move into that stage of trying to find a wife where it was just very assertive like listen here's what i have here's my offer you in you out yeah. straight answer Otherwise, I'm moving on. You can't you, you got to develop that confidence to actually be assertive in that approach in that way. 
And part of developing that confidence is building something that's worth being confident about. So if you don't feel like you have that confidence just yet, that's okay. Not every, not a lot of guys do when they're young, um, spend time building yourself, building yourself business wise, building yourself fitness wise, building yourself intelligence wise, make a great version of you that you can be totally confident about. And then you, then you roll in and say, I got a great deal for somebody who's taken it. And if you're too dumb not yeah. to see you later, that's, that's how you read do it. a lot of books. And I think it's gay, but chicks like it when guys know about wine, mm. they do. Okay. I think I it's gay. Know. I've never had that experience. Bo- it makes you seem worldly or something. <laughs> uh, Bobby Collins. I'm not falling for your trick, Bobby. Good try, though. A while back, you highlighted a group of your listeners out of Ohio, I think, that are working on a fact check project to counter mainstream media narratives. We did. Do either of you remember what they called it or where to find them? I want to know where to send my money and get the facts correct. Thanks. And um, as always, yes, meals before I, cereal, you're a monster. I don't remember. I do remember the project and I should, uh, I should know it off the top of my head and I don't, I'm sorry for the, uh, if, if you're, if you're the person who's running this project, it's like an, a news archive project out of Ohio, uh, send me an email and, uh, Bobby, you can send me an email and maybe I can connect you guys. Um, I'm having trouble off the top of my head, but I, I do know I've seen the project several times before. So I'm, I'm sorry. I can't recall it immediately, but I do know what you're talking about. Uh, Chris to the J says, congrats to Matt and ping two on your baby. Uh, any prayers we can give to you two. And uh, number, the second question is Matt, how is your walk into Christianity? I'd recommend listening to Mark Driscoll for good sermons, advice on oh. being a righteous man. If you're interested, um, I don't necessarily have, uh, obviously I'm not, um, super well-versed in my religious text or script or anything. So I don't have like prayers of preference or anything, but of course I appreciate well-wishing and, and prayer included. Uh, do you have a, a favorite prayer or a favorite uh, piece of religious scripture? Uh, crickets. <laughs> Who's the Catholic here? Come on. Hey, I am a half-assed Catholic. I'm yeah. not a good Catholic. I haven't been in church in a bit. Yeah. Um, Mark Driscoll. Um, my, I really haven't. Uh, so I, I went through um, mere Christianity last summer and it didn't mere Christianity was a really interesting experience because it didn't answer the questions that I went into it looking to answer, but it did provide me a lot of moral clarity on other issues. So it was, it was actually highly useful to me, although I don't feel like it connected me to Jesus Christ in the way that I was looking for it to do. Um, so it's still of high value, but I don't know that I've moved. Um, I, I don't know that I've moved toward Christianity specifically, but I certainly over the last year or two have, have moved more toward the concept of a God or a, a creator yeah. generally. And I, I remain open. So I'll, I'll check out uh, Mark Driscoll maybe in the future. Uh, Dan, Ellen Wood says, what, uh, with the possible AR-15 and standard capacity magazine bans, I'm struggling figuring out what, to, what I would do if the Alphabet Boys came knocking. I have a seven-month-old daughter. Oh, and that changes things. If they came to your door, would you hand things over or hunker down and wait for Ruby Ridge Part 2? Um, having kids does change things. I mean, I can't imagine a situation where my husband would hand things over. Uh if if they came this is a this is a hard situation to navigate because this the circumstances are so different so if they just surprised me and i'm all by myself and the choice is die on principle and leave my family or submit to uh 
the powers that be. Yeah. Ooh, uh, I don't know that I can leave my family fatherless for, even for that principle. But here's what I would say. If they start, I, I would hope never to end up in that situation, at least to the extent that I'm alone or my family's alone. If they're doing this door kicking thing across the country, this is the sort of thing we're talking about earlier. You, you need to be organized for that. You need to stop it on a community level or at least be prepared to push back on a community level. And and honestly, that as we were talking about earlier, that is a hill that I that I would be willing to die on. If if you're talking about kicking doors down across, you're doing a, a national tour of violating people's rights. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to stand by for that, particularly if I have uh, like minded community members who are willing to work together to defend our rights. In this, I I don't like the idea of surrendering, but in this situation where it's just it's it's just my family, a total surprise. I don't think that I can risk a any of my family members dying in any sort of crossfire or B me leaving them fatherless for that particular scenario. Right. Right. I understand where you're coming from. Hopefully you'd live somewhere where you already had the organization ready to go. Yeah. I think the previous question or two questions ago, whenever I like any specific prayers, not like, specific biblical prayers but are you oh. do you want people to pray for like the health of your baby or oh i see for your wife to have an easy labor uh i don't uh, i just appreciate all positive thoughts man i i don't i don't discriminate in that way so i just i i appreciate your uh well wishing and uh thank you for that flying uh, whales says uh what are we to do if the vaccine becomes mandatory to participate in society in any capacity? The thing which makes me most hesitant about the vaccine is how coerced it feels like they're uh, like uh, you don't really have a choice to refuse. Uh, everybody has to decide on their own line in the sand. I'm not taking that vaccine. Like I, I will I'm become a hermit I don't uh, care, gardener and and live off the grid before they stab me with that. I'm just not doing it's it. It's not happening. Yeah. That's an unprincipled thing for me. It's it's uh it, it, it I, I just I just no. I I don't yeah. it, it's up to me to make my own risk assessment. I'm not I don't say that with any sort of animosity or judgment towards those who want the vaccine after making their own risk assessment, but that is of paramount importance to me. Everybody has the right to decide that to decide how to handle that risk for themselves. I decide that I don't care if I had coronavirus. Pretty sure I already did. And I am not going to let you inject me with chemicals, a, a chemical cocktail that was uh, people talking. Oh, it was so thoroughly tested. Okay. Wow. It, it, the timeline just isn't there there. Yeah. You don't know the long-term effects. You don't know. Uh, it, it, this was not produced on the same testing timeline as, as traditional vaccines. It's fine if you want it, but I, I refuse to I refuse to have it forced on me in that way. I will go a long way before I'll take that thing. Me too. Yeah. Um, this is Brian. Matt, congratulations on the coming of fatherhood. Um, I was interested in your story about knowing your wife was pregnant through instinct. Have you considered the possibility that it was a revelation from God? I suppose. I guess I hadn't put a lot of thought to that, but I will say it. it, um, it was... It was totally unexplainable, absolute knowledge, which is something that I have not experienced much. You know how you know how I'm accused of uh, qualifying everything and being a fence sitter. This was not in a. Yeah, I think you might be pregnant. I had this. I have this feeling. Of course, I've had gut feelings about things in my life, but this conversation with my wife, I just told her point blank, "You are pregnant." And she was she like, "Nah." She was like, "What are you talking about?" You know, kind of generally skeptical. I said, "I." 
you are pregnant. I can tell. <laughs> and and then it came the other day. And like I said, it is not. it was not as though I was making jokes about this in the weeks or months prior when we were still trying. I just, it's something in my lizard brain just snapped. Or, yeah, maybe or you flipped. recognize some physiological change in her, though. It could be. I, I definitely believe that there's got to be some sort of biological cue that just tells me, maybe puts me in protector mode or something. Yeah, but why would God give you that revelation? It didn't really help you very much. You found out the next day anyway. Seems like a pointless revelation. I don't know. I'll, I don't know what it was, but I, to Brian's point, I can tell you it's it's a... It was an experience unlike any other that I've had. It was as though absolute knowledge was just put into my brain instinctively. I've not really experienced that before. How cool. Yeah. Um, did I read that one? Uh, yeah, I think so. Peter says, I'm interested in starting a YouTube channel. Uh, what should I use for crowdfunding? I don't want to use any YouTube ads and Patreon is a non-starter. Also, how much of a backlog should I have content wise? Like if you could go back, how many videos would you make in anticipation of your career? A lot of questions there. Um, if you're just, if you don't want to build your own platform, you want to, there's two, I would say there are two viable options. Um, subscribe star has been great there. They do take a little bit bigger cut than Patreon and some others, but they're, they've been great though. They're principled Russians. All right. You can count yeah. on them. I've never had an issue with them. Been using them for two plus years now. You can count on subscribe star, uh, locals. Dave Rubin's, uh, build is, is doing really well too. And I, we're not on locals yet. Um, it's possible that we might be on there sometime soon, but as of now, we're not, I've talked to people at locals. I don't know the product from use, but I can tell you that the people who are running it have the right ideas and, uh, I, I believe in their product. So those would be the two that I would recommend. Um, Uh, as far as the backlog is concerned, I would say don't do it because, um, especially if you're in politics, your, the news cycle is, it just turns around so quickly and um, your setup will change drastically within like the first few months. And so if you have a backlog, you'll just be improving your setup and you'll end up putting a video that looks and sounds like shit up. Hmm. All right. Uh, we were already past nine mountains. So we'll, we might have to do the lightning round version like you were talking about. Maybe we okay. maybe go one or the other. I, I appreciate okay. your patience, guys. I, I, we just have a lot more to get through. So we'll have to be really quick. Oh my God, we have three more pages. Yeah, we have a lot. <laughs> Let's see. Um, Tanner is, a, okay, so I'll read to you and then you read to me. Let's do this, huh? Okay. How careful of parents are you guys planning on being? I wanted to let my kids go out in the neighborhood as long as they're home by dinner, but after learning how rampant child-on-child molestation is, I'm incredibly nervous. Pretty much every gay man was abused by a kid who was previously abused And they pass it on like a virus. Something as simple as one sexual experience can set your kid down a path. Thoughts? Um, I'm not sure that I buy this child on child molestation thing. I mean, kids often engage in like sexual discovery with one another. And it's kind of a it's a common phenomenon. I'm, I'm sure that most of them weren't sexually abused. If you're talking about like an older child doing something to a younger child. Yeah. Um. But as far as like being careful, uh, I will be careful. I will not be like 1970s careless. Hmm. This next one is actually for you specifically. So I'll just, we'll go with another one. Blonde. Uh, what do you think about dating women a couple years older? I'm an engineer in my early twenties. No next. <laughs> okay. Don't do it. All right. Phil, ha- this one's for me. Perfect. worked out perfectly. 
Um, hey, Matt, something you've asked every time uh, someone is opposed to spanking comes up, what happens if everything up to spanking doesn't work? I'm going to ask you the same. If you choose to spank your child and that doesn't work, what's next? When does slapping become an option? If physical force is physical force, why not punch your child in the arm? Please explain in detail how <laughs> these are different if you believe they are. Yeah, it's a fair question because you do have to have a, a limiting principle. But I guess here here is this the struggle that I'm having with the perspective that spanking is a moral wrong totally different from other tactics and i i do want to know what everybody's uh what everybody's final disciplinary line is and uh in the case of spanking i i don't know i i don't necessarily think that temporary physical pain is any uh, morally worse than the sort of emotional or psychological pain that you put a child through, through isolation or through other forms of the, the word manipulation was loose, uh, was used last week. The point I'm trying to make is that every piece of punishment by design uh, inflicts some sort of pain. So w what is the final line of pain that we're, that we're willing to draw and why do we view some forms of pain as moral and other forms of pain as not? Um, so, uh, what happens if spanking doesn't work? Yeah, that's a fair question. Um, I will probably have to, uh, can put, put more thought to that. Um, but my point is that I, I, I don't think that a lot of the disciplinary mechanisms that were, uh, explained things like, uh, changing tone of voice, things like, uh, things like, um, body language, that sort of stuff. Yeah. If if that's your if that's your last line of discipline, if that's your final line of discipline, I just don't think that's going to raise a disciplined child. The the world out out there is going to discipline you much harsher than someone using a stern tone of voice against you. Uh, so what I, what I'm trying to get at is what is everybody's limitations, yeah. and I, I and I'll fully acknowledge I don't have my own uh, completely or fully thought out. I just uh, I think that probably uh, the any any sort of temporary physical physical pain or physical discipline I think is within reason in my mind where it's needed or necessary. Obviously, I'm not advocating any sort of permanent damage to a child or anything like that. But uh, but yeah, it's a fair question. I, I get where you're coming from. Um. Okay. Uh, Colonel Gregory says, is anyone uh, starting a movement to impeach the falsely elected Joe bite me and the Indian Harris? Uh, I know that Marjorie Taylor Greene filed those articles of impeachment, but uh, I don't think that's going anywhere. This one is, um, is for you. Blonde, your Instagram page is lit after being dormant for far too long. I particularly like your wedding Photoshop photo shoot pic. Did you take photos on the streets of New York City? I did. Weren't you scared of being busted by some crazy black tranny? I was not. I used to live in New York, so I, I was familiar with the train. You're brave to have had a wedding in New York City considering your neuroses. Um, also, your engagement ring is beautiful. Thank you so much. Why sapphire instead of the usual diamond? Matt, congrats on becoming a dad. You're going to be great. I picked a sapphire because um, it has the same or near same hardness, or maybe even it's more hard, harder than a diamond. And di diamonds are actually not rare. There are enough diamonds in the world for every man, woman, and child to have a handful the De Beers uh, family has just monopolized them. And so I was like, well, this is pointless. Um, and pink diamonds are also very expensive and I wanted pink. So I also really wanted like a big, my, my sapphire is 3.64 carats. A diamond of that size would be like $70,000. 
Thank you, Elsie. I appreciate it. Incompetent Hand says, uh, with science currently defined as do as you're told, do you think this is a red pill or a black pill? Science should be the best empirical data, but now whether it's uh, the vid or the food pyramid, science is another uh, partisan institution. Ideally, we would come together to discuss facts, but I'm reminded of the story Matt told about the glacier that should have melted by now. Did I tell a story about that? I have no recollection. I I actually don't either. Maybe that's a deep cut. I don't remember. Do you think it's a catastrophic loss for truth or the ability to disprove science by pointing at bathrooms? Uh, is it? I have to be careful there. I thought this was a slur, but it's not, Susan. Pointing at bathrooms is, a, is another chink in the progressive armor. <laughs> uh, this is my question to answer, yeah? Yeah, um, I guess so. I, it's tough for me to understand exactly what you're getting at, but... Yeah, I guess the, my trouble with the science right now is that the science is viewed as overriding of a person's natural rights. That if something can be scientifically demonstrated, we are justified in violating the uh, rights of a person to enforce it on them. Now, the, the moral truth that people are entitled to their own freedom, their own choices, and to define their own destiny remains, regardless of whether the choices they make are intelligent or not. There are objectively intelligent choices to make or not. Science is behind a lot of those. But there's moral truth that exists, in my mind, above scientific truth, that even if you have all the scientific truth in the world, there are horribly immoral things that you can do to other people on a scientific basis that shouldn't be done. And we're learning that lesson the hard way in real time right now, I think. Yeah. This one is for you, Root Muncher. A while ago, Matt laughed at the following position that he held as a young man. If God is omnipotent and omniscient, why does he allow such terrible suffering in the universe? Or why did he create the conditions where he must be hands off when all this shit is happening? I never actually heard Matt explain why this was not a checkmate position for atheists. So why do God believers appear to expect greater standards of morality from their fellow humans than from God? Uh, is it is it God's moral failing to allow you to choose your own path, though? I don't know that I agree with the premise necessarily. Yeah. That just because bad, I guess I don't necessarily agree with the premise that if evil or bad exists, it it means that God is immoral. I, I, the, the older I get, the more I start to think that uh, morality, that moral morality can only exist to the extent that you have the capacity to choose something immoral. Good can only exist in contrast to evil, you know, without, without the other, it doesn't really make much sense. So I, I, I don't, I don't think that it's, um, I don't think that the concept of God allowing bad things to happen makes him a bad being or a bad, whatever he is, I suppose. I don't know if that's, I don't know why either. I mean, this isn't, this isn't me saying with certainty that I know he exists or that I'd have any concept of what that means. I just, I find that position that I used to hold extremely simple. Um, it, it morality means that you have a capacity to choose the moral God. Yeah. If to take the position of a religious person, if God gives you that capacity, that free will to make that choice, is it his moral failing if there are bad things or is it your moral failing for choosing and enacting bad things? Mm-hmm. You can make the argument both ways, but I just, that perspective is is too simple for me now. That perspective that I used to hold about this sort of stuff. Mm. Uh, Ryan says, hey guys, I want to reach out and ask a gun question. I currently live in New York, but plan on moving once I finish school. With the extreme process to get a license or even buy a gun here and the pain in the ass, 
it seems to be to transfer permits between states. Should I just wait to purchase until I move? That's a you question for sure. Um, you generally shouldn't. Well, I guess I don't know New York laws, but if you move, depending on the state you move to, I, you, you don't really have to. Like if, if you were to move from New York or from New York to Montana, there's nothing you have to do to transfer, assuming yeah. that they're not NFA items and some other complications. But let's just say you have normal guns that aren't registered with the feds and aren't restricted by the NFA. Uh, you can just move as far as I understand. There's nothing that you have to do uh, in terms of any regulatory stuff. Um, so if you move from New York to a free state, you should be good. The only thing you might have to worry about is if I were to move to New York or California with some of the firearms configurations I have, when I say, when I guess to clarify, when you're talking about transfers, you're typically talking about transfers of ownership between people. So just cause you yeah, take yeah. a gun from one state to another, if it doesn't actually transfer possession between people, that's not really a transfer. That's just you moving. Uh, so you should be good. If you want to start collecting now, you can, that said, it might be easier once you get to a new place, but here's what I would say. If you have the opportunity to start developing self-defense skills and proficiency, it's never too early to start. I, I would, even if you start slowly, I would start now rather than later. Can I read that one? James oh. Fields driving school. <laughs> um, uh, when, what, go oh, for it. When is it acceptable and not acceptable to disregard a fact because of belief and ideology? Ugh. Well, the ends do justify the means. We have to win. That's the <laughs> if it if if you win by doing it, yeah. My my answer then is as needed. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I guess we're gonna go fast. I don't know. I'll have to since we're sticking to the rules. You get you get that answer. That's an interesting question to me, but I will have to leave it for another time. Thank you, Mister. I hope the driving school goes well. Uh. uh uh, you know what? Actually, let me answer that one because this one's about dating widowers, which is going to be a you question. Okay. Um, disregard a fact because of a belief or ideology. I, I don't know that it ever is. If a belief or an ideology is anti-fact, I'm not sure that it's worth holding. I'm trying to give the other side of that the best case that I that I can. I guess the best case that I... What is it, I guess my question would be, what does it mean to disregard a fact? I can acknowledge a fact as true, but dismiss its relevance or importance. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? True. This sort of yeah. gets back to what we were talking about with the scientific truth. Like, you can show me that the vaccine is 100% effective with zero long-term side effects whatsoever. You are still not justified in forcibly or by coercion injecting that into another person because they yeah. have a moral right to make their own decisions and to their own body and all of those sorts of things. So in that case, I'm disregarding a fact because I, I believe that a person's rights are of high, higher moral importance than the fact is. That's to give as much credit to that as possible. But I don't think I'm disregarding the fact. I'm acknowledging the fact. I'm just saying the fact does not override a person's rights. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Flanagan's not to be confused with Kevin who is missed dating widowers. How do we really know whether someone offed their spouse? I mean, if you really, if you're really devoted, you could even cause a cancer. Should, uh, should that dating advice come with a caveat to avoid someone who cremated their spouse's body to hire a PI nose, uh, to nose around a bit. Okay. How suspicious are you of that is so fucking crazy. 
People just don't get away with murder anymore. It doesn't happen. Pretty uncommon. I got it. Uh, this is Samuel. The general public has such a twisted and frankly ignorant knowledge of our founding principles and the fundamental structure of our government. Too many misunderstand the rules and powers of the three branches and an alarming few even know that uh, the states are sovereign in their own right. How do we hope to fix this? You can't repair a building that has a cracked foundation. That is the answer, isn't it? You can't. We can't fix this. But go ahead. So do you get the wrecking ball or you just grab a lawn chair to watch the collapse? You get a wrecking ball. <laughs> yeah, I did. This is a huge problem. Like I said, I um I grew up a politically interested kid and I went to school for political science and I feel like I didn't learn as much of the founding philosophy and values until I did my own investigation later in life. And if I didn't learn this stuff, given the fields that I chose to uh that I chose to enroll in, how the hell is anybody else learning it? It it, it does bother me to to when we have debates about things like the electoral college or other constitutional principles that it's just dismissed as like, Oh, old white men who are out of touch with modern society wrote it. No, no, they, they were writing about timeless human truths. Okay. Technology changes none of the reasoning and, and you don't have to agree with it. It just bothers me that we act like they were idiots who would have no concept of what a modern world would be as though the nature of humanity itself has changed in the meantime. It hasn't, we just have cooler toys. That's all. Um, so yeah, it, it has to be an educational priority and not to the teacher that we talked to earlier. I don't even, I don't want this forcibly injected into kids as some kind of uh, unquestionable truth. I just want them to understand why, why is your country built the way that it is? Because the more you understand that, why the tougher it is to heart, uh, to argue against. And right. it's not that the constitution's perfect. It's not that the founding philosophy could never change. That's why it had mechanisms for change built into it. Uh, I just I just wish we didn't assume that it was just the work of a bunch of old dead people who are way too far in the past to have any concept of modern complexities. It's not true. They were brilliant thinkers. We should understand, we should understand. the work they did. And they had foresight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bailey says this is old news, but still a fun question. Since 2013, Iowa law requires sheriffs to grant care, uh, gun carry permits to blind people. If they apply, my uncle who's a sheriff has a blind daughter and helped her and other blind people get carry permits. Would a law restricting blind people from owning guns be an infringement? We've actually had this conversation with a, a blind with, person with on a the blind show. Person. That was a while ago. Um, I don't quite remember what he said. Yeah. I I'm trying to remember exactly what, exactly what the conversation was like. Um, I don't don't know how you could possibly operate a firearm effectively. if you were blind, however, do I think it would be an infringement on rights? Probably. Yeah. I I do. Does a disability change your rights? Um, no, I would argue Uh, uh, that said, I sight is crucially important for operating a firearm safely and effectively. Yeah. So I'm very conflicted about this. Not that, I'm not saying these are the same things, but mental mental soundness, uh, like like if you're if you're somebody who should be institutionalized, yeah, um, y- your rights don't change because of that. That said, do you want people who are legitimately violently insane <laughs> having firearms? Right. What this is a, a really tough question to answer, actually. Um. I, 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 given the state of my mind after two plus hours, I'll probably have to think about, think about this more later, but 
if 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 you're a blind person who has a firearm for your own defense on your own person in your own home should we allow that should we allow that and treat it as a crime if you damage someone else's property or person in any way trying to defend yourself or otherwise or should we should we say that by virtue of your disability, you're not in touch? I, I could argue that that person actually has a more pressing need for self-defense. Yeah. Like if you're a blind yeah. person, you're probably more susceptible to victimization to at victimization. the hands of a, right. of a thief or a mugger or mm-hmm. something like that. That is um, a very difficult question. But that said, another tenant oh, Somebody of, in the live chat said being legally blind doesn't mean you can't see at all. That, that's true. I don't well, know why that didn't occur. Yes. Um, but you do need to be able to see sufficiently that if you pull that trigger you know that you're not putting some somebody else at uh unacceptable risk. Right. You need to, you know, as soon as you pull that trigger, you're responsible for that round. If you can't see sufficiently to know where that round is going. Right. I don't know. I guess I'm, I guess I'm going to say that I'm more in favor of protecting people's rights and cleaning up messes later after the fact, if you commit a crime with a gun, you've committed a crime with a gun. We'll apply justice. I, I have a hard time tell. I would have a hard time telling blind people you, by virtue of your disability, you're not allowed to to arm or defend yourself in the same way anybody else is. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm team blind guns. I guess I'm going with that. <laughs> I'll have to think about that. It's a really interesting situation. Okay. Uh, thank you guys for the email questions. Glad to be caught up again. If you want to submit an email question to the show. The one and only place you can do that is through the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. We have a call-in show question form on the site. And let's catch up with chat and call it a night. Um, I'll head over to Tippy Stream here in just a minute. Uh, Phil says, Jonathan Pollard had some interesting thoughts on dual, citis- <laughs> dual citizens the other week. Really makes a, a guy think, Phil says. Okay, thank you for that. Uh, just your standard RWDS says spanking must fit the crime and be rare enough to catch them off guard. My parents spanked me whenever I lied. So I just learned to lie better, <laughs> better to not get caught. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. suppose. Um, and, and yeah, I, I, to me, the, the, the prospect has to be there, you know? Um, yeah. If my children know that the worst the worst they would ever face is that I'll, I'll get stern in my voice or I will get uh, that. I will gesture at them uh, threateningly or something like that. Like I, I, they have to know what the consequences are for the worst forms of misbehavior. I say that with no appetite to discipline physically, but I will be respected as a father. And, uh, in addition to being respected as a father, other people out in public and their property will also be respected. I will not have my children running around in public like jackasses. I will not have them disrespecting their father or their mother. And uh, I suppose I'll, I'll have to cross those bridges when I get to them. I, luckily, I have maybe two years time to think about this before I decide on a final policy. Let me try to reload this again. Yeah, let me uh, open up YouTube. Annoying. I actually don't know what our YouTube situation. Yeah, I still can't get into this. Hmm. You know, it's a fine <sighs> line. I I don't want to be feared as a father, but I I demand. You kind of do though. I I will be respected, and yeah. the 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 line between respect and fear 
is very thin. You know, I don't want my I don't want my children to to be afraid of me in their interactions with me. But at the same time, they will not think that they can do whatever they want. And dad will just shrug and go, well, right, what are right. you going to do? Yeah, kids will be kids anyway. <laughs> Let's see. Um, God, I don't I don't remember where I left off. Oh, here we go. I found it. Uh, Quantum football says, wouldn't it be awesome if Trump said something like the election was legitimate April fools? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he will. That That would be a great one. Yeah, Yeah, that is. I like that uh, strategy. Joshua, Judy, uh, thank you for supporting the show. A crafty horror if YouTube takes dislike the dislikes button away, go to the comments and post dislike button in the comments. That's yeah, maybe, maybe that'll. There's always a workaround. I like that thinking. A problematic straight white. I don't know what the rest of it is. Since the duct tape isn't working, here's a few bucks for Gorilla Glue. It's <laughs> great for more than just hair. Gorilla Glue is a great product. It really is. Did you it hear is. that? It's, it's very good. Yeah. That lady's pregnant with I think her sixth child. Oh God. The Gorilla Glue lady. Thanks. <laughs> Did this happen while she was pregnant? I don't know. I don't. I just saw the news. But she must. Maybe she was in early pregnancy when she glued her hair. Oh my god! I I I would imagine gorilla glue just for pregnancy purposes is probably not a great. I thing. I think it's off limits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Holden Mulray says a follow up to the earlier ask. I've heard no one argue that circumcision is necessary for Christianity, but if you do, ask them to read. Uh, you might have to correct my pronunciation here. My biblical pronunciation is bad. Galatians? Okay. Uh, uh, Philippians? Philippians? And 1 Corinthians 7 and come back to you. Everyone Thanks. knows Corinthians. It was C-O-R though. So I'm ga- I guess Corinthians. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, thank you. Whole, uh, Matthew Rowley says, Blonde, you got to break... Uh, you got to... You, Got a break for a year because I, unlike some others, actually boycotted the NFL. And it is a new year now, Matt. Uh, who do the Niners pick at three? Do I haven't followed the draft at all this year. So don't look to Good. me for draft wisdom. I barely dabbled back into the NFL in the latter half of last season. And it was just enough to see like the George Floyd names and the helmets <laughs> and the yeah. end racism end zones. I, I, d- I did miss football and I, I kind of half watched last year. So I would like it to come back in a non-politicized version of itself. But until it does, I'm, I'm kind of off the train of like the draft and fantasy football and some of the more uh, some of the stuff you have to pay closer attention to. So I can't tell you, man, but uh, I hope you enjoy the draft. Sharp breath scorpion says no specious splendor of his stone endears it to my memory ever with lust only once it's shown and blushes modest as the giver. My weakness Yet still a simple gift I prize. Matt and I once made love. That was great. That was a great <laughs> poem. Thank you. Bill Bliz says, fantastic to hear that Blonde will be interviewing Laura Towler. Uh, Laura obliterated Ricky Doolin in a debate in the most ladylike fashion ever. Definitely a class act. Hmm. Did you see that debate? No. Hmm. Sounds interesting. Thank you. Uh, Charlie says, I was wondering your take on uh, the Charles Thompson letter and his letter to Ben Franklin in 1774 and how it relates to uh, how and how it relates to now. And are we on the precipice? I don't know the reference off the top of my head. I'd have to uh, I'd have to check it out. I'd have to check out the letter. Um, but if you want to send me an email, I could check it out later. I'm sorry. I don't uh, know the text 
off the top of my head, but thank you for the thoughts. Uh, Joshua Judy says, I relate with that lady teacher. I'm a black conservative social studies teacher and red pilling your students is fun. Also fresh out of college. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate you guys who are, who are just uh, going aggressively. That's, this is how this sort of, you want to win the schools back. You want to win back the institutions. You just got to dive in. You got to go hard. So I appreciate that you guys are doing it and good for you. Charlie says, uh, Blondie, help me. What does a 45 year old divorced man do? Who do I date and who do I go and who do I go for that won't cringe? I don't have millions of dollars, but I do have some money. If you have kids, then you should be looking at single moms. I mean, for real. Uh, if you don't have kids, then I would date like a 30 to 35 year old divorcee with no children. There you go. Uh, thank you, Charlie. John McConnell says my girlfriend who isn't stupid just got the vaccine because she's a psychologist and interacts with people in the medical field. She was stunned beyond belief when I told her it wasn't FDA approved and has a legal exemption. Yeah. It's FDA emergency approved. It's not the, the traditional, uh, oh, she sounds pretty dumb to approval. And I don't know, I've heard this. I've not looked into it. I, I guess I, I take your word for it. Um, cause I've seen this reported all over, but yeah, the vaccine manufacturers have a legal immunity to any sort Outrageous. of, um, I, I I've qualified that with saying I have not investigated that claim to myself or for myself, but I, I, I'm told that's true that if you were to have some sort of adverse, uh, effect or very serious medical complication from the vaccine that you cannot hold the vaccine manufacturers liable. Uh, thank you for supporting the show too. I am not going to be niggardly. Uh, Titus Moeller says YouTube recommended beauty in the beta episode zero. Wow. What a personal, <laughs> what personal changes since then are you most proud of? Are things, are there things from then that you'd like to reclaim? Well, thank you for checking it out. I don't know why Susan's recommending that. Um, reclaim what is it like? We regret things that, or maybe things that we lost that we'd like to have back. I think he means, Oh, we were so naive. Not that I think that there's a lacking of energy now, but there, that time there was a lot of optimism and energy. Yes. And trolley spirit. Yeah. I'm like worn out now. Yeah. Yeah. We've been beaten down since then. And a lot of people have, but I I don't think that uh, I don't think it's all pessimism and doom and gloom either. I think it's just, I think it's a lot that things have become a lot more real since then. And so if there's anything I wish I could rec- I wish I could reclaim, it's like a, a, a uh, an optimistic uh, faith in tomorrow and a trolley appreciation for the moment. That was all very yeah. fun. Was um, fun. Changes then since then that I'm most proud of. Uh, well, I don't know if it counts as a change, but I'm damn proud of just building the show into the community that it is. Um, so that is a, that's not necessarily a personal change for me, but just a change in what the show has become. I'm really proud of that. Yeah, and too. I would say uh, that I'm proud to have, I mean, I'm, I, I think that I, there's a lot more comfort discussing more difficult or controversial topics now than there was then. So I, I would say that I'm proud of that too. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's personal. So I'm proud of the, the baby and getting married and stuff like that. That's probably, but in terms of my career, um, I don't know. I feel like I've done some good work, some brave work over the the last few years. I'm proud of that. I never, um, pushed out except for that tweet. 
Oh yeah, bitched out, I bitched out hard on that one. And so I, I don't know. I mean that that whole that whole episode like, was. Please be nicer to me. That but that was so interesting. People were coming after me for that tweet too. That was an interesting test. Although that was um that was pretty fun. If people don't remember way back when you were in like Germany or something, you tell the story of the tweet. And then, I said I was seeing like migrants that were clearly dating or like engaging in some kind of sexual activity, mutual sexual activity, consensual sexual activity with college age phenotypically German chicks. And I was like, I said something along the lines of like, are you guys just going to let migrants take your women or something like that? Something like that. Yeah. I and can't it, remember. And it, the tweet went viral and crazy and everyone was like quote tweeting blonde. They were really pissed off. Yeah. Um, and it got so bad that people were coming after me and like calling me racist and stuff. But it actually was kind of interesting because it spawned a debate or two for me because yeah. people were attacking me. So I went on to other people's platform, not to like not to uh, white knight for you or something, but because they were coming after me. So. Yeah, but I was right. And then I ended up apologizing for it. Like, oh, I wasn't talking about race and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I was and it was true. And Germans need to get their shit together. It was a different time. This was like, what, 2016? Maybe Something 2017? Like I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Th- thank you for the trip down memory lane, Titus. Uh, Jason McConnell says there's no beers. There's, wait, there's no De Beers family in the diamond business. De Beers is owned by Anglo-American PLC and Bos- uh, and the Botswana government. Cecil Rhodes founded it. I don't know anything. Yeah, about Yeah, it doesn't matter. The, the point is that they've monopolized the diamond industry. I don't care who's done it. Uh, but yeah, uh, my point stands. Well, uh, thank you for supporting the show as well. We appreciate it. I am not going to be niggardly. I think we are basically all caught up. Wow. Let me see. Oh, one more. Um, Thunderstorm says, I'm driving home at 66 miles per hour, one mile per hour over the speed limit. Always one mile per hour over the speed limit. That's a good rule, I guess. They're not going to bust you for that. You should be fine. Uh, I think we are set, guys. Let me check. Okay. Tippy stream. A little bit of an extended show. Tippy streams like down again. I don't know what the hell is going on. Uh, real quick over on DLive Bipolar. Uh, thanks for supporting the show. It says great works, folks. Uh, onward to uh, Bertaria. Oh, that's right. That's the name. Well, that's a. It's got to be an Owen reference, right? I assume. Yeah. Okay. Uh, ETC. Thanks for supporting the show. And let's see, Mike Hawk four twenty Blazon. Thank you for supporting the show over on Trovo as well. And uh, Ron Helton. Uh, appreciate you guys. All right. I think we are all set. We will call it a show and get out of here. Uh, anything else before we do so? No. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us guys uh, for a little bit of an extended show. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back on Sunday, of course, talking about whatever the hell else happens this week. Probably get into this Matt gets bit a little bit, try to understand exactly what the hell that's about. And then, uh, I'm sure we'll talk a little Derek Chauvin trial as well. And did you see the uh, diversity chief for SOCOM, Special Operations Command in the military? No, diversity, why is that? They got a diversity chief. He's pretty interesting. Anyway, see you then.